When it comes to home improvement projects, there are only so many ways to complete the task the right way, and about a million ways for it to go wrong. That's where your local Harbor Beach True Value store comes in. A wise man once told me that the key to a home plumbing project is a full tank of gas. So instead of running to that big box store 17 times to figure out what you need on your own, while trying to look like you know what you're doing, why not head to your local hardware store that can help you reach your project's finish line? The friendly and experienced staff of Harbor Beach True Value have the knowledge and know-how of how to get the job done right the first time. They know the difference between inside and outside diameters of PVC. They know what questions to ask so that you can save time, money, and the headaches for whatever might be on that honey-do list. So when you're in need of plumbing supplies, HVAC, paint, DNR licenses, yard and garden items, or just that one random nut and bolt that went missing, you know where to go. That's your local hardware store in downtown Harbor Beach at the corner of 1st and State Street, just a block from the main light. Harbor Beach True Value. Locally owned and locally yours. The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. It's the official start of divisional play across the entire Greater Thumb Conference, and tonight we have the newest match in the Greater Thumb East, with the Bad Axe Hatchets heading east and in division against the Harbor Beach Pirates. Good evening and welcome to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me once again is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Always great to be back at the place where it all began. Very true. For both, us, that is. Yes, both the Pirates and Hatchets are coming off of wins from eight days ago. For Bad Axe, it was the first win in the Nick Gibbard era, taking out Reese by a touchdown, 22-16. to As the further Pirates, Harbor Beach required some fourth-quarter theatrics and heroics to upend Cassidy for their second victory in as many tries. Listen, Clark, this is both... Both of these were very important wins for very young squads, but there is nothing sweeter for a new coach to get win number one with his team. Bad X saw a large majority of their offense and defense from a season ago graduate, and it provided more questions than answers for the Hatchet program. But with a strong showing against Kansas City to start the season and a victory in the second week against the Rockets, the Blue and Gold are starting to have some belief amongst their Bad X faithful. Every impact player last year, gone. Coach, gone. Offensive scheme, out the window. This team had to start from scratch. They're showing signs of these kids finally buying in and becoming more comfortable every week. The Hatchets' opponent tonight is one of their toughest on the schedule, the 2-0 Harbor Beach Pirates. There's plenty of youth and underclassmen on this year's roster, but the ceiling is nearly unlimited for Troy Shelgi's 2023 Pirates. Oh, you're just seeing the beginning of this team. There are seven starting spots that are filled by sophomores, both sides of the field, and uh, they have played an important role as freshmen, too. So they have a lot of experience building towards this team we're expecting to see in the future, but they are still scary to play today. Labor Day is behind us, and it's on to week number three. Before we kick things off tonight, we'll host our media round table, take a look at other area games, and dive deep into the game of the week. Bad Axe at Harbor Beach. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLNW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services.
Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. DS Services for all, from Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation, here in Auto Parts. Thumb Bank and Trust, Harbor Beach True Value. Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach Community Schools. Bayboard State Bank, McVeigh Insurance Agency, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services and the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any agreed production without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. After tonight, the regular season is already one-third complete. Labor Day is nothing but history. The sunburns are starting to fade already, and the white pants have been put away for another winter season. In fact, sunset is already this side of 8 p.m. already, something that won't be the case until March 30th. I say all that not to depress you, but instead to fully embrace what's in front of us tonight and for the next 10 and hopefully 11 weeks, which is high school football. It's a time when not only the entire school comes together, but the entire community and thumb for whatever team is still alive deep into the MHSA playoffs. For the last few years, it's been the Ubley Bearcats. Before that, it was the Harbor Beach Pirates. In the early 2000s, it was the USA Patriots. The 90s, Deckerville. And the 80s belonged to the Lakers. If you go all the way back to the early days of the MHSA playoffs, it was the Bad Axe Hatchets. And my name is Clark Ramsey. And for the last four, 13 years, excuse me, getting ahead of myself... I've had the pleasure of being your host and guide in whatever the high school football season brings. Since 2012, I've had the same voice to my right, and that would be Dave Hanson. <laughs> and it's hard to believe that it's been that long already. And like I said, we're right back standing here doing this where it all started. Yes. Way longer than that years ago, that's for sure. And tonight is quite the milestone for you. Uh, yes, we just discovered. Two hundred. This is your 200th broadcast with me to my right tonight. 200 200 broadcasts. broadcasts. Uh, yeah, that's... That doesn't seem realistic, but no. uh, facts are facts. I hit 400 at the end of last season. Doug Cole over here, and we'll introduce in a second, is uh, at 114 or 116 for the years or for his career as well. And one year after Dave Hansen joined the team, we brought in our director of sports information, Doug Cole, back in 2013. Ever since, Doug has been running the roads from Livonia, Michigan, to every corner of the Thumb region to keep track of our real-time offensive, defensive, team, and drive stats. Doug, welcome back to the friendly confines of Harbor Beach. Yep, say that again. Thank there you. we go. Oh, there we are. Thank you, Clark. It's good to be uh, in Harbor Beach. Uh, it finally feels like uh, football weather a little bit. Most certainly. Yeah, it's good to be have football back on Friday nights. I know I speak for all of us. but uh, So how was your ride up, Doug? Good to see you. Where'd you stop? Yeah, the ride up was great. Always fun going along the lake on M25, and I stopped at a popular spot here in Harbor Beach, Smalley's. Smalley's, of course. And, of course, I saw Clark right when I walked in. <laughs> I was, that's right. I was, I was stopping in to say hello, and you were walking in and said, okay, one of our broadcast team must be here at all times. <laughs> so that must be where Dan Benke and Kendall Anthos are. But <laughs> Most likely. So what would you have? Uh, so I had their hamburger, which was delicious. It was bacon, lettuce on it. With a side of fries, it was it was delicious. It was, every time I come here, I don't even have to tell. It definitely gets the Doug Cole seal of approval. Fantastic. Ring the bell, and Dan, dining with Doug can continue for another week as he travels the countryside, finds the local eateries, and gives the Doug Cole seal of approval only when deemed appropriate. 
For seven seasons now, Dave and I have been lucky to have the best spotter in the business in our ears so we can relay all the intricate details back to you, our listeners. A former player and student of the game, it would be the founder and professor of the Dan Benke School of Football Spotting, the one and only Dan Benke, who's on his way right now. And, and he has to be the best if he has his own spotting school, which he is, so that's only fitting. Yes. We should do some marketing for that, now that I think about it more. <laughs> oh, for sure. And our fifth member of our team would be the de facto top student of the Dan Benke School of Football Spotting, Kendall Anthus, our intern from Northwood University. Now in his second year on board with us, he has now taken on social media responsibilities as he expands his abilities with the WLW Sports Network. Yes, he is. Uh, he, he learns on the fly, and I, I'm not sure why he's behind schedule today. It's unacceptable, Kendall, but, well, we'll get uh, your punishments will be deemed when you get here. We'll see you then. That's true. That's true. Well, he's already docked his pay uh, number, numerous times. And it's week number three in the start of divisional play across the final year of the Greyhound Conference in its entirety. Tonight, we'll see who gets the early lead in the East. Is it Bad Axe or Harbor Beach? All chasing the Ugly Bearcats. It's all right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. With Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthus with your call tonight from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. It's the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road against the Harbor Beach Pirates in the first week of divisional play across the entire Garetham Conference. And yes, tonight is a divisional game between the Bad Axe Hatchets and Harbor Beach Pirates as Bad Axe has moved officially for this last year of the GTC into the East Division before the Big Thumb Conference takes effect next season, which is a frankly a throwback to the early 90s. But right now it's time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today. Well, it's it's fairly lonely in the booth here today because uh, join me. We got a lot of text messages coming in from the Huron County View. That'd be one of them today, and that's the Kadarius Tony of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. That'd be the wide receiver with uh, hands of cement for hands uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, he's here. Our intern from Northward University, Kendall Anthus, he's in along the countryside somewhere. He he called me. He said he was running late. And he thought he might be able to make it, but US-10 seems to have slowed him down. And the coming from the other direction would be the top spotter north of Forrester, Michigan, Dan Benke, on his way to the game, and the defending champion of the meter on table, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a meter on table winner. Last week, Dave Hansen hit the number on the head for his first win of the season. So now it's Kendall Anthos and Dave Hansen, each with one win, while everyone else is still looking for that first prize of the year. Well, if Dan and Kendall don't make it, I guess I'm going to be the spotter for you guys. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I remember it, doing it. Just, just like the just, old days. Well, yeah, it just, yeah, it brings back memories. Nothing you haven't done before, Doug, so it, we'll, be, we'll be in good hands. Oh, man, the three-man crew. I forgot about those days. Yep, yes. and then you had Kayla, and then, yeah, it was a good crew. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. So... 
how it works, each media representative picks a winner in a final score for this week's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Doug Cole, followed by Paul B. Adams, Dan Bengi, Kendall Anthos, and then Dave Hanson. Doug Cole, the tea is yours. Well, it's never – usually when you go first, that's a good thing. But when you go first uh, with this, that's not good. So I got to get, <laughs> get going here. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately for us, it's I think it's going to be a one-sided score. I think Harbor Beach and Cass City are pretty similar. I know Harbor Beach won by two touchdowns last week, but that game was a lot closer than that score indicated. So I have Harbor Beach winning this one. The same – Score that Cass City beat Bad X 38 to 8. Oh, okay. So 30 points. A 30 point victory in favor of the home team tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates. 38 to 8, according to Doug Cole, our director of sports information. Paul P. Adams messaged me earlier. He's on his way to the North Huron Caseville game this evening in Kindy. And Paul Adams says, well, Harbor Beach got its offense going last week in a comeback win over Cass City. These are the words of Paul P. Adams. Benson Harbor showed why he is considered one of the best athletes in the conference. He continues his breakout season tonight. Through two weeks, Badax has been able to move the ball but has trouble in the red zone. That trend will continue against a stout Harbor Beach defense. Paul P. Adams is saying his prediction tonight is Harbor Beach 44, Badax 8. So a 36-point victory for the Harbor Beach Pirates, according to Paul B. Adams. Dan Bengi, also on the way to his game, on the game right now. He texted me earlier today, and he says week three already. Bad Axe is in week one, showed glimpses of success, and in week two they put it together to get their first win of the season. Harbor Beach's defense is showing they could be the top defense around, but the offense has been hit or miss. Dan Banky thinks this week Harbor Beach will be hitting on all cylinders. He has Harbor Beach winning easily. And he's taking Harbor Beach by 29 points, 35-6. to six. So, Doug, you've been, you've been $1 to one already, <laughs> oh, and we're boy. only three of the five picks in. <laughs> Kendall Anthus is uh, on his way, and uh, he actually just changed his pick. He just texted me. He said, gentlemen, you blink, and here we are in week three. Well, we're here in week three. Kendall Anthus is not here yet. After seeing a lopsided affair last week, Kendall Anthus believes we are in for a treat tonight. After seeing Bad Axe get their first win of the year last week, Kendall thinks we will see a better offense than we did in week one in Cass City. With that being said, according to Kendall Lanthus, that Harbor Beach defense will be a real test for the Hatchets. On the other side, well, he actually said Hatches, but we'll allow that slide. On the other side of the ball, you have a Harbor Beach offense that had a tough time scoring last week until late in the game. With that being said, Kendall Lanthus is going to take the Pirates of Harbor Beach to win tonight, 30-8. So he is taking... The Harbor Beach Pirates by 22 points. Dave Hansen, the tea is yours. Yeah, I'm in agreement with these guys. In Harbor Beach is a tough place to play. There's a bunch of young players that are playing well for Harbor Beach. Bad X is still in that feeling out process, right? I see signs of their offense, and I think the spread offense is the right answer, but it's a two-man show for them, and I think the Harbor Beach defense is good enough to slow them down, 
uh, almost exclusively keeping them off the scoreboard. Offensively, I, I like Harbor Beach to take a lead and kind of stroll to about a four-score lead. I think once they get out there, they're just going to rock the tee, get different guys involved. And in the passing game, it starts with Benson Harper. I like how they put him in the backfield and they're handing the ball off to him, but they still need to find some other weapons, whether it be in the passing game, in the running game. Uh, guys like Shea Woodkey are going to have to be involved, but I think this is Harbor Beach's night. I think they win fairly handily. I'm 35 to 8. 35 to 8. Okay, so you're taking 27 points. That seems to be the, the range there. So we have all five taking the Harbor Beach Pirates, which means I have bad eggs by default. Good luck, gentlemen. On the lower end, we have Kendall Anthos taking Harbor Beach by 22 points, 32-8. Next, then, we have Dave Hansen taking Harbor Beach 35-8 by 27 points. Dan Banky taking Harbor Beach 35-6 by 29 points. Doug Cole taking Harbor Beach by 30 points, 38-8. And Paul B. Adams at the high side at 36 points, 44-8. Now let's take a look at other area games going across the region. And this is the first game that we'll talk about tonight. And this is the game that Paul B. Adams will be at. It's in the NCTL Stripes and is North Huron hosting Caseville. Both teams 0-2. Caseville has now lost 38 straight games dating back to the 2018 season. They lost to Peck 54-54 last week. North Huron started last season at 0-2 but finished 6-4. Shout out to start the season. They've been outscored 0-100 to up to this point. Yeah, so you're going to hear it. I'm picking Caseville to win As this am game. I. Absolutely. Caseville, Caseville is the better football team. North Huron has not found themselves. They have lost all of their playmakers, and they have not figured out how to get out of the starting gate yet. This is going to be Caseville's night on the road. Well, and next weekend's PokerFest, too. That's all they need to get jump started. That's true. And Peck tonight, well, actually, Peck played last night. Akron Furgrove takes the victory from Peck for their second victory this season to improve to 2-1. They take out Peck 36-28. to The game was last night. Akron Furgrove went 4-5 and last year, most wins in 10 years. They beat CPS last week 42-6, and now a 36-28 to victory over Peck. CPS at 0-2 at Ashley, who is 1-1. CPS scored just once against Akron Fairgrove last week, 42-6. Ashley blanked New Haven Merritt, 22-0 for their first victory of the season. Yeah, a couple of what I would say non-playoff teams, but I think Ashley gets win number two. The All Saints of Bay City, the Cougars, are on the road at New Haven against Merritt, the Mustangs. All Saints lost to Oakland Christian in the first week by just a touchdown, but then, then the last week they shut out North here on 49 nothing. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. The All Saints will get win number two as well. In the NCTL Stars division, Dryden at 1-1, one one, the Cardinals at the Eagles of Deckerville, who are 2-0. Dryden first game... Well, first season in five seasons of having their own team that previously they had been uh, co-oping with Emily City. They were shut out by Brown City, 66-0 to start. Uh, last week, Deckerville blasted KPAC 56-6, and that was nine days ago. Yeah, Deckerville is uh, is back on a roll and a team to watch out for. They will roll easily to 3-0. and Mayville at Oakland Christian tonight in Auburn Hills. Mayville beat Caseville 76-20 in Week 1 in Burton-Atherton by just two points, 24-22. Oakland Christian struggled against All Saints to start the season, then throttled by Kingston last week at 48-6 loss. Yeah, Mayville's the better football team this year. Mayville gets goes to 3-0 as well. Kingston at 2-0 at Brown City at 2-0. One of the more intriguing games in the Stars division. Kingston outscored opponents 110-6 in the first two weeks, beat Oakland Christian 48-6 last week. Brown City beat Peck 68-6 in their first game of the NCTL last week, independent a season ago. It's in Brown City. It could be an interesting game, but as long as Owen Corliss is on the field, you will continue to pick Kingston until otherwise told. Kingston, 
on the on the road gets their third win. And the one and one K Pack Chiefs at O in one Burton Atherton, the Wolverines that game in Burton this evening. In eleven player football. In the Greater Thumb Conference West Division, Vassar at Lakers, both teams 0-2. Vassar lost to Algonac 29-14. They finished 4-5 last season, their most wins since 2015. Lakers went 10-2 last year, losing in the regional championship, looking to right the ship after losing to Millington and Ubley in the last two weeks. You just stole my thunder there. There's a very different 0-2 versus 0-2. Algonac is not a very good football team. Vassar lost them. Lakers have lost to two perennial teams in this area. Lakers will get their first win and start a nice winning streak here. They're going to win big at home against Vassar. They're going to win four in a row here. No question Before we about see it. them against Cass City. And speaking of Cass City, they're hosting the Carroll Tigers tonight. Both teams at 1-1. One one. Carroll lost to Marlette 22-2 to start the season and then blanked Memphis last week 44-0. Cass City, they gave away a fourth quarter lead against Harbor Beach, losing by two touchdowns 28-14. Carroll sometimes has been known to score some points on offense, but on defense, they can't stop anybody. Cass City will have no problem riding the ship and get win number two. USA in a Reese tonight. Both teams 0-2, the Patriots and Rockets. USA has been outscored 87-28 in the first two weeks to Michigan Lutheran Seminary and Marlette. Reese have lost both games by just a score. Sandusky by 36-28, and then Badax 22-16. Yeah, I think that's my tiebreaker. This game is in Reese. Neither of these two football teams are going anywhere this year, but uh, I'll take Reese to get their first win. Okay, and then moving on to the greater them East, Sandusky at Memphis. Sandusky 2-0, Memphis 1-1. Sandusky, their first 2-0 start since the COVID-2020 season, blanking Vassar 46-0 last week. Memphis snapped an 18-game losing streak in Week 1 against Genesee, but then they were shut out last week to Carroll 44-0. Yeah, it's still Memphis, guys. Well, Sandusky will have no problem going to 3-0. Obley at 2-0, Marlette at 2-0. In Marlette tonight, the Bearcats and Red Raiders. Obley, their third straight 2-0 start. They have outscored Clarkson Everest and Lakers by a combined score of 92-13 in the first two weeks of the season. Marlette beat Carroll 22-2 in week one, and then the offense woke up against Cass City, or excuse me, against USA, winning 50-14 last week. Marlette may be a sneaky team to slide into the playoffs. I still think Ubley puts a running clock on them. That's the difference between the caliber of Ubley right now and what potentially is a playoff team in this area. The Ubley Bearcats win big. You going to see another 42-6 to victory for the Ubley Bearcats? Yeah, that would be a pretty good guess right there. And then their final game, Bad Axe at Harbor Beach, the game of the week here on the WLW Sports Network. Bad Axe lost to Cass City to start the season 38-8, to and then beat Reese 22-16 to last Thursday. Harbor Beach beat Cardinal Mooney 22-13 to in Week 1. Came from behind in the fourth quarter against Cass City last week to win by two touchdowns, 28-14. to And all of the experts taking the Harbor Beach Pirates. Ranging from 22 points all the way up to 36 points, all five taking the Pirates. It's time for a short break. When we return, we will return to talk about the Bad Axe Hatches, the away team tonight. Starting out divisional play in the Greer Thumb East tonight for the 2023 season. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com or the good old-fashioned radio, Sports Radio 1021. 
Or if you want to listen to us in replay form later in the week, starting, well, actually Sunday this week, you'll be able to go to WLWSports.com, click on the replays tab. You can see the entire, listen to the entire broadcast, the entire stat summary, and much more at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthony for your call tonight from Harbor Beach, Michigan, as the Bad Axe Hatchets are in town for week number three action. In the last 30 seasons of Hatchet football, there have been 10 head coaches to lead the Bad Axe program, including four head coaches in the last five years. For the first time in a while, it feels like Bad Axe has all of its moving pieces aligned in pushing in the same direction. Nick Gibbard has taken the helm of the program and is off to a one-and-one start. Yeah, Nick Gibbard, a uh, 2007 grad, a pretty cool class, by yes, the way. Yes, I would say so. Uh, junior high assistant back in 2009. He's been on the JV team. He's been a varsity assistant. The only time he has not been involved with Bad Axe football was 2017 when he was the head coach at Owen Gage. Yes. In addition to installing a new head coach, Bad Axe was forced to replace seven of its 11 starters on both sides of the ball this past offseason. Alex Andrich is technically listed as a halfback, but the closest thing to a quarterback, and he replaces Keaton Brown, a two-year starter for the Hatchets. Exactly, and they've gone back to that spread offense where there's two guys in the backfield. Alex Andrich is one of them. We'll talk about the other one here in a minute. But Alex Andrich, as a senior, has stepped into that primary role of being the quarterback and the leader of this offense. He's attempted 18 passes, completed eight of them for 95 yards, and he's their leading rusher right now with 33 carries and just under 200 yards in a score on the season. Last year, Griffin Meinhold led the rushing attack for the Hatchets, who as a team rushed for over 1,700 yards, with just under half of those yards returning this season. So far, it's been the two-headed monster of Alex Andrich and Nathan Pulaski with an encore by Logan Miles. Those three ball carriers have accounted for all totes this season so far in two games, putting together 703 yards on 116 carries with four touchdowns to show for it. Yeah, keep in mind, Alex Andrews, the quarterback, leading the team with rushing touchdowns, but Nathan Pulaski is really the horse back of this, of this team, but leading the way with 39 carries, 290 yards on the ground uh, last season. He has almost already eclipsed those numbers this year in 2023. Just goes to show he's one of the leading guys from last year at just 290 yards rushing. He's already there through two weeks. He is going to touch the ball a lot. He will heal his name. And Logan Miles, like I said, is that change of pace guy. They like to use him in motion, try to get him some jet sweeps, get him moving along the outside to try to spring things up a little bit. But you will see a lot of Andrich and Pulaski taking direct snaps, running right and left, challenging the linebackers of this Harbor Beach defense. Yeah, Logan Miles, seven carries for 50 yards at a score last week against Reese. For the 2022 campaign, which consisted of eight total games played, Bad Axe threw the ball for just under 1,000 yards with all but 75 of those receiving yards graduating in the offseason. Andrich has thrown for 95 yards so far in the first two weeks of the 2023 season, spreading them out to four different receivers. Yeah, the, the big name you have to remember is, besides Meinhold, is you have to replace Jake McPhee, and you don't replace Jake McPhee with 19 catches, 400 yards, seven touchdowns. He averaged over 20 yards a catch. Uh, you just don't replace that. So what they have is they have a bunch of guys that are available. We didn't see a lot of them in week one when we watched them play, but you're going to start to see them as the season evolve. These guys are going to step up and feel more comfortable we see Logan Miles with a couple catches. Julia Dubes has two. Austin Cummings has two. And Nathan Pulaski only has one. But all these guys are going to see those numbers elevate as the season goes on. Bad Axe had two completions last week against Reese for 32 yards, both going to Logan Miles. 
Defensively, the Hatchets are giving up an average of 27 points, allowing 38 to Cassidy and 16 to Reese so far this season. Yeah, last year they only averaged, they only allowed 17.8. So a big focal point of this Bad Axe team is we're working hard on the offense to make that look compatible. How can the defense now keep them in games and get these scores down a little closer? Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll discuss the host for tonight's game, the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's all in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's week number three of the regular season, and your home for high school football is still right here on the WLW Sports Network. It's Harbor Beach hosting the Bad Axe Hatchets, and nearly everything in the world has changed since the year 1997, let alone if you go all the way back to 1965. The one anomaly would be the football coaching tree of the Harbor Beach football program. Troy Schalke has been at the helm of the Pirate program since 1997, taking it to new heights in that span, and is a direct descendant of Jack Dillon, the godfather of the program and head coach from 1965 until 1996, when he handed things off right to one of his disciples of Troy Schalke. That's right. Coach Schalke has 277 games coached in 27 years. He's won 190 of those, only lost 87. Uh, 68% winning percentage. Obviously, the school's winning is coach. He has eight 10-plus win seasons, seven district championships, five regional championships, five semifinals, and one state championship back in 2012. 12, and was just this past offseason inducted into the Michigan Coaching Hall of Fame to join his mentor, Jack Dillon. Troy Shelke played quarterback for Jack Dillon back in the day and went on to play at Alma College in the same position. Naturally, in a successful Shelke offense, there's a strong pedigree of QB1 players through the years. Tan Babcock threw for over 1,800 yards in two seasons before going down with an ACL injury in week eight of last season against the Bad Axe Hatchets, coincidentally. Picking up the slack in the final two and a half weeks last year and picking up right up where he left off and is now sophomore quarterback of Caden Buchholz. Yeah, Caden Buchholz, big kid, 6'2", 215 pounds. Last year in those couple games had 67 carries for over 575 yards and 12 touchdowns. Uh, passing the ball 13 of 23, 56% completion percentage, 285 yards and a couple more TDs. Uh, this year, though, 19 carries, 76 yards, three touchdowns. He's 11 of 17 passing. He does have a pick, but has thrown for two touchdowns and over 150 yards. As a team, Harbor Beach rushed for nearly 2,300 yards on the ground a season ago. The good news is that over 1,300 of those yards are back on the roster for this year's campaign, including their top two rushers, quarterback Caden Buchholz and Shea Woodkey. Throw in sophomore Benson Harper, and the Pirates have a surprisingly amount of back backfield firepower. They do, and that's what they've been lacking the last few years. Shea Woodkey, your horse, your power back, your short yardage guy. He had 69 carries, 490 yards, and seven touchdowns. He's already got 21 carries, but just 72 yards, 3.4 yards a carry. Again, he's your bruiser, short town guy. Now, you infuse Benson Harper in that backfield, especially... Uh, in some of the wing T situations, you see 23 carries. You see 196 yards and two touchdowns. Last week, or uh, against Cass City, he had 16 carries, 175 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged eight and a half yards a carry. And now there's your, your thunder and lightning, so to speak, in the backfield. 
The true difference maker for the Pirates' success over the last decade plus has been the downfield passing attack. As a freshman, Benson Harbor turned a lot of heads and surprised a lot of defenses. Now, a year later, every secondary knows who he is, yet he's still turning a lot of heads and has brought in some unbelievable catches in just the first two weeks of the season. And he's already caught six passes for over 110 yards. He's got two of them for touchdowns. He averages 18 yards a catch. Last season, he, he had 17 catches. Six of them went for touchdowns, just under 400 yards against Cardinal Mooney. He had two catches, 70 yards, both of them for touchdowns. And uh, really, it, his partner was Jace Canoblock last year. They really need to find that guy to help take away some of those uh, situations where they're going to start doubling Benson Harper. So what happens next? That's where Jace Canoblock stepped up, had 15 catches and a touchdown last year. They need that guy to step up for this passing offense to really uh, explode on some of these defenses. In 2021, two seasons ago, the Pirates allowed 20 points per game on defense. Last year, that number dropped down to 13.3, which included five one-touchdown or less games. This year, they're about at the same clip at 13.5 through two games. Yeah, they've given up two touchdowns both the first two weeks, two to Cardinal Mooney and two to Cass City. So they are right on pace with last year. We are 12 minutes away. Yes, indeed. 12 minutes away from kicking things off for the divisional play across the Greer Thumb Conference. Keep locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. It's the start of divisional play across the entire Greater Thumb Conference. And in the Greater Thumb East, it's the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road against the Harbor Beach Pirates for the WLW Sports Game of the Week. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, and Kendall Anthos with your call tonight from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. As the crow flies, 18 miles separate Bad Axe and Harbor Beach High Schools. For those making the trek tonight, it's a trek I know well. Straight across M142, turn right onto 5th Street, and you have arrived a 22-minute journey unless you run into a concrete truck or a crop tourer. In regards to school size, Bad Axe is the fifth largest of the 12 GTC teams with 291 students, an increase of 11 from a year ago. Bad Axe, excuse me, Harbor Beach is the third smallest ahead of Ubley and Marlette at 213, a decrease of just two. So I guess it is true. It is a great day to be a pirate. But anyway, if I'm going by student enrollment, it's Bad Axe by 31 students. Since 1950, Bad Axe and Harbor Beach have met on the gridiron 51 times before tonight. The Pirates lead the overall series 30-21, to including 8 of the last 10 games and 16 of the last 19. Those wins for Bad Axe in that time have come in 2009, 2015, and 2021. To compare offenses, we're going to use this year's numbers. With just two games in the data set, with any mathematician would tell you not to do, but we don't listen too well. But I will say, these, take these numbers with a grain of salt or a spoonful of sugar and let the diabetes set in. Harbor Beach so far has the number five offense for the 2023 campaign, averaging 25 points per game. Banning's is down at number nine, scoring an average of 15 points per game. So on offense, it's Harbor Beach by 15. Defensively, with 2023 numbers, it's about the same. Harbor Beach at number four in the conference, allowing 13.5 per game. Banning's at number eight with a 27-point allowance per game. So defensively, based on very weak 2023 numbers, it's Harbor Beach on defense by 13.5 points. 
Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University in Dabo Sweeney. Entrance, sports wagering department, standard factory in all possibilities. Stats, injury, weather, and location. The spread for today's game sits at Harbor Beach by 22 and a half points. Today is the 251st day of the year. Means there's just 114 days until New Year's Eve. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, perhaps still mourning the loss of everyone's favorite tropical pirate this week, which leads me to this week's trivia question about Jimmy Buffett. Dave Hansen, you ready for this one? Ah, man, it's very fitting, but uh, I'll do my best. Let's see what you got. All right. Last Friday, parrot heads across the globe learned that their ageless leader, Jimmy Buffett, had passed away at the age of 76 after a four-year battle with Merkel cell skin cancer. In a career that spanned five decades, Jimmy Buffett released over 30 albums. My question to you, Dave, is how many albums did Jimmy Buffett sell altogether? Oh, boy. Uh, 30 albums. Uh, we'll add a couple zeros here, and I'll say 30 million albums. 20.6. 20.6 million albums, including nine that went platinum. Those 20 million albums have brought in a net worth of just a cool $550 million in just the albums alone. In addition to creating a cult-like following through his music, Jimmy Buffett became quite the businessman, expanding into the world of restaurants, bars, merchandise, casinos, record labels, beverages, appliances, retirement communities, Broadway, cannabis, cruise ships, and even a shareholder in fellow Buffett, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Question number two, Dave, is how much was Jimmy Buffett's net worth? Uh, well, you, you said uh, just his music was half a billion, so uh, I got to think it's billions plural, so I'll go... Uh I got to go at least maybe $10 billion. $1 billion. And that'd still take a billion dollars if you're offering. Jimmy Buffett has earned an estimated $570 million from touring and recording, $180 million in Margaritaville, the restaurant chain, $140 million in planes, homes and shares in Berkshire Hathaway, and of all things, just $50 million for his music catalog. And speaking of trying to reason with hurricane and football season, Dave, what are your three keys to the football tonight? All right, well, we'll start with the uh, the home team there, the Harbor Beach Pirates. I think they have to establish the running game. It's going to be important to set up that play-action pass. Caden Buchholz and company throwing the football is key to this offense, but they've got to get the running game going. On the, uh, the uh, For the away team, let's start with the hatchets there. They have to get more players involved on offense. Andrich and Pulaski are excellent players, but have to find ways to get other guys involved in the football. And on the other side, Lasky, stop the Buchholz, Barber, passing combo. Those guys are going to hit you big when you're not ready. Those are the guys you have to stop. And for Harbor Beach, how can you play off of that? Get, get Harper the ball and after that, who else is going to step up in that position to catch the football? It's time for a short break. and we return, we'll have your starting lineups right here on the WLW Sports Network. Current conditions in Harbor Beach, Michigan are 61 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 2% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the north, northeast at 7 miles per hour, gusting up to 10. Visibility is at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is rising at 30.06 inches. And the dew point is at 54 degrees. It feels like it's 61 out. The humidity is at 77. 
sunset at 7.55 today, and we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. However, each one, the toss elected to defer. Your officials tonight, your referee in the white camp would be Joel Vigna. Umpire, your back judge, Ken Marska. Headlinesman, Tom Mayhew. Line judge, and your umpire is John Schweitzer. Schweighofer, excuse me. And your headlinesman is Mike Rusin. Dave Hanson, any initial thoughts here as we're waiting kickoff with Harvard winning the toss, electing to first, so Bad Axe will be kicking things off. Yeah, we typically always find ourselves calling a Harbor Beach Bad Axe game, so it took three weeks to get there, but uh, always, a, always a classic rivalry game. Love that they're in conference. Uh, quite a few uh, old-fashioned people would tell you they should have been in the same conference for a very long time, but uh, nonetheless, uh, always, a, always a classic rivalry game, and uh, look forward to both of these young squads evolving, playing a little cleaner version of football, and hopefully a nice, a good competitive game for as long as possible. And I said that backwards. I've reached the furs, so I've reached will be kicking things off. Off to a great start. We knew what you meant. Off to a great start. <laughs> kicking off for the Pirates would be the tall man, Skylar Cruz, 6'3", 175-pound sophomore. He plays tight end and cornerback for offensive defense. He's doing the kicking duties deep back for the Bad Axe Hatchets would be number three. Logan Miles and Julian Dubes plays wide receiver. Our region in their home, black uniforms, orange ombre down the sides, white numbers with orange outline, white helmet with black face mask, bad axe in their road white uniforms, blue numbers with gold outline, navy helmets with a hatchet on both sides with a navy face mask, navy pants. Kick comes in at the 10-yard line, brought in by Logan Miles. He's across the 15, cuts up, and he gets chopped down at the 24-yard line by Tanner Andreski. Andreski for the Harbor Beach Pirates, the most difficult name on the roster right off the bat. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets, their own 25-yard line. Uh, yes, it's, it's going to be one of those days. Huh? I think so. Uh, we'll get through it. Just need to get through a drive. So the Bad Axe Hatchets will take over here for the first time tonight. Again, lots, lots of quarterback Alex Andrich, Nathan Pulaski in the backfield, a lot of the shotgun. We'll see a lot of guys in motion, typically Logan Miles. That's the key for that offense. Get those guys in motion. Try to overload one side or the other and take advantage of a defense. Out of the direct snap to number seven, that would be Nathan Pulaski, and he gets out for maybe a hard-fought one, maybe two yards, brought down by Caden Bukholz. As Nathan Pulaski plays number number seven, as well as number 17 tonight, he's number seven. A gain of two, second down and eight for the Mad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, no motion there, just a direct snap to Andridge. Pulaski becomes, or excuse me, direct snap to Pulaski. Andridge becomes the lead blocker in this case. Yes, I know he said he plays quarterback, but they can both handle snaps directly. That's part of the illusion of trying to throw off a defense. They all go to the right. Andrich is that lead blocker, fills the hole, but just a bad X, or bad X unable to pick up both linebackers and a very short game. Clumping things off the right hash, and they try to run it around the right side. That'd be Nathan Belaski again, and he's stopped by Shea Woodkey. Plays middle linebacker for this Harvard squad. No game in the play, still at the 27-yard line. Third down, eight to go. Exact same play. No motion by Bad X. They liked what they saw. Logan Miles on that right side. Andrich, the lead blocker, leading that side. They pick up Caden Buchholz. The first linebacker, but Shea Woodkey playing in the middle, comes flying across the field, and as soon as Pulaski cuts up field, he is down immediately, and now we'll see two running backs in the backfield, 
two receivers to the left and one to the right on third and long. Andrews with a running back on either side. It's a direct snap this time to Logan Miles going around the left end. I got some field. Has the man to beat. He's across the midfield. He has no one in front of him. Down to the 35, the 25, the 15, being chased down by Benson Harper, and he's brought down just shy of the goal line and marks him down at the one-yard line. From the 27-yard line across midfield all the way down to the one, and the Bad Axe Hatchets are marching down the field. Just we were talking about, there's got to be more guys than Pulaski and Andridge to make a play for this offense. Logan Miles is the next guy up. You see this time, same exact concept. The only difference, three guys in the backfield. Logan Miles is all the way to the right, looking like a running back. They direct snap it to him. Not only does Andridge and Pulaski lead the way, they pick up both linebackers. I don't know where the deep safety was, but Logan Miles ran right by him, and if it wasn't for the speed of Benson Harper to chase him down at the one, Bad X would be on the board. 72 yards on that carry, and it's a handoff this time to number three, Logan Miles. He's in. Touchdown, Bad X. Not even two minutes into the game, and it is Bad X six. Harper reached nothing. 10.08 left in the first quarter, and it takes... After a big 72-yard scamper, just a one-yard punch in for Logan Miles. I love it. it even though uh, Coach Gibbard is a young guy, the old-school mentality, right? You just busted a 72-yard run, tackled at the one. What do those coaches do? I'm snapping right back to you for the first chance to finish off the job you started and punch in the first score of the night. And on the road, Bad Axe comes up 142 and punches in the first score of the game right here in, in Harbor Beach's turf, and they're going to line up for two-point conversion. Two wide to the left, one to the right, three men backfield, one on each side of Andrich and Logan Miles trying to find some air, and he's on his second and third ever. He's going to be stopped short. Stopped by Seth Nowiski, plays defensive end, six foot one, 185 pounds senior. Two point conversions, no good, but Bad Axe takes the lead, six nothing over the Harbor Beach Pirates with 10.08 remaining in the first quarter, right here on the WFW Sports Network. It's 6-0. Bad Axe leading the Harbor Beach Pirates. 10-08 remaining in the first quarter. The kick goes out of bounds as it was kicked by Grady Seltz. Goes out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. So, it'll be a 25-yard penalty from the spot of the foul, which was at the 40-yard line. That will set them up at the 35-yard line. Many guess, ways to skin a cat. I guess that's a good way to keep it out of the Harbor Beach playmakers' hands and just give them decent field position to start their first drive of the night. 6 nothing, Bad Axe leading the Harbor Beach Pirates, and Caden Buchholz is trotting into the huddle. Sophomore quarterback starred in the late, late moments of last season after Tan Babcock went down with an ACL injury. And now at the helm as a sophomore, flowing locks of hair coming out of the bottom of that helmet. T formation for the Pirates of their own thirty or their own forty yard line, and it's going to be handoff to Shea Woodkey. He's out for two yards before he's stopped by Charlie Hollingsworth, defensive end, six foot one, one hundred seventy five pounds, senior for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Second down and eight from the forty two. Harbor Beach will start in that T offense, and, and again, Shea Woodkey, he's the power back, so you'll see him with that dive straight ahead, not, none of the side-to-side -side stuff. He is running at you, not around you, and runs straight into a bad X defender, pushes forward, and he's able to grind out just a couple yards straight ahead on first down. Second down, eight to go, right to left across your radio for the Harbor Beach Pirates, now coming out in the spread formation. Ben, Benson Harper wide right, trips to the left, 
Caden Bukholz with Shea Woodkey off his left hip. Looking to pass, quick screen pass brought in by Andrew Caban. He breaks out of one tackle. He pushes forward all the way down to the 49-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven on the play. Tackle made by A.J. Fritz, just a yard short of the first down marker. Third down, one yard to go, and a nice screen pass from the Pirates. I, I love it. Those are those are quick throws, high-percentage throws to get your young quarterback in a rhythm early. And Skyler Cruz out there, a name I think you're going to hear more as the season progresses. Six-foot, 375-pound sophomore out there. He's technically down as a tight end. They got him out in the slot. When you throw that screen pass, you throw it away from Benson Harper where all the extra coverage is, and then Cruz becomes that lead blocker down the field, and it's an easy throw and catch for seven yards, setting up sh- third and short. And they hand things off on a, out of the T formation off to Rogan Messing, another sophomore out there, and he gets the first down and then two more yards beyond that. Tackle made by Dalton Geiger. Normally plays nose tackle, but tonight he's going to be on the end replacing Alex Andrich, who has been shifted over to linebacker, and Graham Seltz replacing... Delton Geiger spotted nose tackle. At Graham Seltz, a freshman, uh, has to do a, play a big role here on the road against Harbor Beach. Move the chains for the Pirates. Now first and 10 from Badax territory at the 48 of the Hatchets. Sending three wide to the right, one to the left. That's Benson Harbor working off the left hash. Caden Bukholz looks to the far sideline. Shea Woodkey to his right as well. Looking to pass immediately, throws it in and is brought in by number 47, Dustin Emmerich. But Badex is there in the backfield to bring him down after just a, after a three-yard loss. Tackle made by Graham Seltz as well as A.J. Fritz. Freshman and a sophomore on the stop. Loss of three in the play. Maddox if that one out from the good go. Yeah, three receivers out there, but one of them is number 40, Matt Geiger, another tight end on this roster. They put him out there because it's his job to become that lead blocker. They throw it to Dustin Emmerich, and then he's supposed to have those two blockers right in front of him, and uh, the, the defender is able to get around Matt Geiger and make that tackle in the backfield. So an easy throw and catch, but the blocking's not there. Maddox makes the play on defense in the backfield. No room to run for Dustin Emmerich. Timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates with 7.31 left in the first quarter. It's 6-0, Bad Axe leading Harbor Beach. left in the first quarter. Badak struck first on their very first drive in just four plays, covering 75 yards and punched him at the Logan Miles one-yard run. Second down and 13, throwing downfield. This one is in and out of the hands of Skyler Cruz, who's going down right down the hash marks. The sophomore tight end hit his hands and knocked loose and falls incomplete, and now Harvard Beach facing off with a third and 13. You know, I've seen uh, a few of those last night, Clark. I don't want to be that guy already, but uh, that was a very good throw by Caden Bukholz right into the hands of his big tight end, Skyler Cruz, just talking about him. That is a catch he has to make. It bounced right off those big mitts and pops right into the air. And actually, there was a bad act safety there that could have instantly made a play on that. It fell softly to the ground, but that is an open receiver, a big six-foot-three target that was hit on the run. Those are catches down the season. You're going to have to make those. Rolling to his left, looking past downfield, lets this one fly. He's been hit while he throws, and it's going to fall incomplete. As Cal Isinger, defensive tackle, five foot ten, one hundred ninety pounds, senior, got to the quarterback and jarred the timing out, falls incomplete. Fourth and thirteen for the Pirates at their own forty-nine yard line. Yeah, Isinger, a five ten, one hundred ninety pounds, senior, 
getting free from his offensive lineman, getting in the backfield and hitting him as he throws. No question about it, the hand going forward, that's going to be an incomplete pass, but good penetration by that defensive line to the hatchets, and that's going to bring down bring up a fourth and 13 scenario here on their own side of the field. So do the Pirates go for it? They're, they come out in the spread formation, but the quarterback, Caden Buchholz, also the punter, a couple yards back further than usual. And they're going to pooch kick this down a second effort, and it bounces maybe to the pitcher's mound at the 33 and takes, luckily for the Pirates, a Harbor Beach bounce and comes to rest at the 26-yard line. So that was a bit tricky, but the Bad Axe defense, more importantly, comes up with another stop and back on offense with a 6-0 lead, 7.09 left in the first quarter. No question about it. They come up with their first stop, by the way. But, yes, uh, excuse me. <laughs> They're lucky that punt got away. I, there was a little hesitation. When you take that snap in the shotgun formation, there's not a lot of thought. You're catching the ball, you're dropping down, you're booting it away. There's nobody deep, just get rid of it. And a slight hesitation. I thought maybe it was a fake and he was going to actually throw it. But uh, that kick went straight up in the air. And when it came down, it knuckled in Harbor Beach's direction to help make that punt look better on the papers than it was in, in real life. From their own 27, they hand things off to Nathan Pulaski, and he's brought down by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker of just a gain of a yard out to the 28-yard line. Nick Gibbard talking to Alex Andrich on the sideline and runs back into the huddle. Nowhere to go there. Good job by the Harbor Beach front. Moving over to the football, rotating over. You see this linebacking core of Harbor Beach. Caden Buchholz gets a lot of credit for how he plays the quarterback position at a young age, but he is big for this defense in the linebacker core in the middle. Him and Shea Woodkey are two of the best linebacking pairs you are going to find and they, they tackle a lot of players in this game reverse to the left side to logan miles he fires the lead blockers across the 30 and finally brought down to the 33 yard line by shea woodkey it's a gain of four on the play sets up a third down at mid-range third down and five from their own 33 and they get out to the Badax 38 37 yard line and again we, we saw Badax early in the season right away in week one didn't see that play when we were out there. You can see this offense evolving a little bit more. You're seeing the incorporation of Logan Miles and three guys in the backfield with that same style offense. You saw a little reverse there. So Badex mixing it up and now creating a third down and manageable here, third and four. They send Julian Dubes wide right on the third and four. They try to go for the hard count, and instead it's a false start disco night early here from Harbor Beach and pushes them back five yards. So instead of a third and four, a third and nine, back to their own 28-yard line. That was right in front of the Bad Axe bench, too. I think it was the uh, the end over there. Austin Cummings, the guilty party for the Hatchets. Timeout called by Bad Axe with 5.45 left in the first quarter. Bad Axe leading Harbor Beach 6-0 from Harbor Beach. Third and nine, Badax throws downfield, and this one is underthrown as Alex Andrich was trying to get to Logan Miles of the 35-yard line. He was open, but the ball bounces about four yards in front of him on the turf. Falls incomplete, now fourth and nine from their own 28-yard line. Yeah, throw you got to make. It probably wouldn't have got the first down, but they probably would have gotten most of that penalty yardage back, get it down to fourth down, maybe in three, something where you can consider a fake punt or running your, your typical style offense. But now, uh, fourth down and nine, I think you got to bring out the punting unit in your own side of the field. And it appears what is going on. Grady Seltz, the junior, right away things he's saying his own 15-yard line. 
Low snap, bounces off the turf, but he gets the punt away, and this one's about as the same as Caden Buchholz's. Bounces at the 42-yard line of Bad Axe and comes to rest at the 44 of Bad Axe, so not much of a punt from the 28 out to the 44, a 16-yard punt. It gives Hyper Beach starting on the plus side of the field with five and a half to play in the first quarter. Yeah, and as a golfer, Grady Seltz, appreciate this. Uh, a little less wedge, maybe a little more of a, of a hybrid or a three-wood there. Just too much loft on that kick. He didn't miss it. It just went very high in the air. No chance of a return and doesn't go too far, but it's fall safely, and Harbor Beach is going to come on the field for their second time and try to uh, see if they can get on the board for the first time. Harbor Beach at the Badax 44-yard line. Two receivers wide each way. Caden Buchholz in the shotgun. Running back to his right, and that'd be Shea Woodkey, and he keeps it for himself around the right side, across the 40, across the 35, streaking down the field, across the 30, and finally gang tackled down at the 26-yard line. Lead the charge was Logan Miles, the senior cornerback for the Bad Axe defense. Move the chains for Caden Buchholz and the Pirates. Yeah, so far, just uh, watching this is the second series and a few different formations, I think that is the formation where Harbor Beach is at its most dangerous. I don't mind the screen passes, getting your quarterback involved, getting a little rhythm going with a, a quick couple completions for him. But when you can put two wide receivers on each side, you've got Benson Harper on one side, you know, you set up what looks like a screen using uh, Skylar Cruz on the other side, and then run read option with a solid running back in the back field, Caden Buchholz makes a great read and turns into a big gain on the ground. Same formation, except this time they hand things off to Shea Woodkey, who finds a big gap in there across the 20 and finally brought down to the 17-yard line by Graham Seltz. The defensive, or excuse me, the nose tackle for the Bad Axe defense tonight. Short of the line to gain by a yard. Second down and one to go after a nine-yard pickup. Right back in the same formation. I, hope, I think you're going to continue to see it. Two wide to the right, two to the left. Shea Woodkey keeping Caden Buchholz company in the backfield. This time, he hands it off to Shea. He lets him run right through the middle. There's a huge gap to roll through, and it's a big gain on first down for Harbor Beach. From the 17, 415 and counting here in the first quarter, Bad Axe 6, Harbor Beach nothing. But the Pirates are not getting to the door for the first time tonight. Court, Caden Buchholz, another quarterback keeper, dragging defenders with him. It's going to take three jerseys to bring him down at the 16-yard line. Looks like they have enough to move the chains. He needed a yard. He got a yard and a half. Tackle made by A.J. Fritz, linebacker, sophomore for the Bad Axe squad. But until moving the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates, first and 10 from the Bad Axe 15. Yep, nothing pretty there, but Caden Buchholz keeps it for himself. He has to break a tackle in the backfield. Didn't like the first option, keeps it for himself, and has to dive forward, gets just enough for that first down. But Harbor Beach found a formation here that they like. They're on a roll. And keep in mind, they'll lull you to sleep with this running game. A couple big runs by Buchholz, one by Woodkey. Look for that pass over the top here pretty quick. Luring in that Bad Axe linebacking core. Three and a half to play in the first quarter. Bad Axe six, Harbor Beach nothing with the Pirates at the Bad Axe 15-yard line on offense. Two receivers wide each way, splitting the hash mark. Katie Bukholson shotgun. Shea Woodkey with a bad snap and a bad handoff, but Shea Woodkey catches it moving forward and runs forward with the ball all the way down to the 10-yard line for a five-yard pickup. And tackle made by A.J. Fritz. Uh, those are, that is a lucky one there. That ball takes a good bounce right into the arms of Shea Woodkey, and he picks it up and does what a senior does, picks it up, takes it forward, and turns a, a disastrous play into a home five-yard gain on the play. Second down, five to go from the 10-yard line, 2.53 left in the first quarter. Same formation. 
As a quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz, breaks out of one tackle, reverses direction, drags two jerseys with him, and tackles himself forward down to the six-yard line. Charlie Ollingsworth, the defensive end, brings him down finally, a yard short of the first down marker. Third down, one to go. And that's, that's what you want out of your running game. Just continue to grind out. Doesn't matter what formation you're in, three, four, and five yards of play, he will wear down defenses and eventually punch it in for a first down. So on third down and one, the entire playbook is open. You know this is four down territory for Harbor Beach, so anything's an option here, and they're going to go to, looks like the wing T. Shea Woodkey's in the middle of that. Harper on the left. Is that Rogan Messing, I believe, on the right? Rogan Messing just checked out. And it's a handoff to number 11, Andrew Caban. He breaks out of one tackle. finally brought down at the one-yard line. Tackle made by Nathan Pulaski for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Move the chains on a third and one. Now a first and goal to go from the one-yard line. Clock continues to wide down. Under two minutes left here in the first quarter. Yeah, and a good drive here by Harbor Beach. Just grinding out the running game. Just You've seen the spread, the read option. Now you've seen the power from the, the wing tee. And... Uh, Again, a nice run there. Andrew Caban, that last option, is able to kick it from right to left around the outside and gets it right down to the goal line for Harbor Beach here. First in goal. Harbor Beach trying to even the score here with Caden Buchholz, quarterback keeper, and he's cross touchdown Harbor Beach with a minute 33 remaining in the first half, first quarter. It's now tied at six apiece. Harbor Reach and Bad Axe all squared off with a two-point conversion upcoming here for the Harbor Reach Pirates. Impressive drive there. I just keep it on the ground. You found a weakness, exploited it, and then when you had him wore down, they go to the tee and just push it forward. And then taking arguably your biggest, strongest back, also known as your quarterback, just direct snap, quarterback sneak, fall forward, follow those that big center of yours right into the end zone. And Harbor Beach gets their first score of the evening, tying it up for six apiece, and they will get on the field here for a two-point conversion. Sonny and Benson, Harper wide left, everyone else tight. Two back set with a wing back to the left as well. It's going to be a handoff right at the middle to Rogan Messing, and he goes in untouched. Two-point conversion is good, and the Harbor Beach Pirates have retaken the lead. Eight to six from the Bad Axe Hatchets with a minute 33 remaining in the first quarter. It's Harbor Beach 8, Bad Axe 6 on the WLW Sports Network. Minute 33 left in the first quarter. And it's Harbor Beach now on top of the Bad Axe Hatches, 8-6. As they march down the field on seven plays, 44 yards, and taking three minutes and 57 seconds off the clock. Capped off with a Caden Buchholz one-yard dive forward. Rogan Messing with a two-point conversion makes it 8-6. Harbor Beach leading the Bad Axe Hatchets 93 seconds before the first quarter is over. Kick from Skylar Cruz comes into the five-yard line. Brought in by Julian Dubes. Comes to the near sideline, and he's upended at the 17-yard line by Seth Nowiski, defensive end senior for the Harbor Beach defense. Yeah, good special team coverage. Pretty good kick there by Skylar Cruz, too. Get it down inside the five, and that's going to force a long field for the Hatchets. Now, offense hasn't been too successful other than one big Logan Miles run. Harbor Beach has made the proper adjustment since then, but we'll see now what... Coach Gibbard and company has in the playbook here to try and continue to find some weaknesses in this Harbor Beach defense. Minute and a half left in the first quarter. Still a whole second quarter upcoming. 
Two wide to left, one to the right, working off the right hash, left to right across your radio. Nathan Pulaski gets the direct snap, breaks out of one tackle. He tries to find a seam, and there's plenty of black jerseys there to bring him down at the 24-yard line. Skyler Cruz as well as Seth Nowiski in on the stop, but not until after Nathan Pulaski is able to pick up six, maybe even seven yards. They're going to say six yards, four to go. From their own 24. And it looks like a standard shotgun formation with uh, with, your, with your quarterback and two running backs, one on each side of them. But when they direct snap it to the guy on the right or the left and then use the other two guys in the backfield to lead the way, pick up the linebacker, double team the defensive end, and that creates that wall where they can run behind, angle to the sideline, get four or five, and on that run, get six yards on first down. Two to the left, one to the right, and this one's a direct snap to Logan Miles, and he's stopped by Caden Buchholz after a two-yard gain at the 26-yard line shot the first down marker by a yard and a half. Caden Bukal squared him up and pushed him back. Logan Miles with two-yard pickup, third down and two. It's a horizontal eye formation, right? I mean, this is exactly that's exactly how Bad X is lined up in the backfield. Three guys deep in the shotgun, two running backs, shoulder to shoulder. It's a direct snap to one of them, and the other two are trying to seal up those linebackers and allow that running back whoever it may be, try to find a gap. That time, Harbor Beach stops that play, allows very little gain. It's going to force third down and two. Less than 10 seconds left here in the first quarter. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Bad X in no hurry here. And gets the snap off. Alex Andrich hands it off to Logan Miles, and he's stopped immediately at the 26-yard line by Caden Buchholz once again, short of the first down marker. And we've reached the end of the first quarter with a two-point ball game. Harbor Beach 8, Bad X 6 after 12 minutes of play on the WLW Sports Network. On to the second quarter. Badax facing a fourth down and two deep in their own territory at their own 26-yard line, and they get out to the 28-yard line if they want to continue this drive. Dave Hansen, do they punt things away, away or do they Dan Campbell this one? Yeah, I wonder if you're going to go to that reference. There isn't too many guys that call a fake punt uh, this far back in their uh, in their side of the field, but I, I think it's a two-point game. I think you got to punt it away and trust your defense is going to make a stop. If they don't make a stop, you're not going to win this game anyways, but you got to trust that they can make a stop. They put Grady Seltz back. This punt's a good punt. Bounces in Harbor Beach territory at the 43 and takes a big bad axe bounce inside the 35 and finally comes to rest at the 32-yard line. So flips the field, and Harbor Beach's offense back on the field. And Badax defense resumes their position, trailing by just two points to Harbor Beach, 8-6 with 11.50 left in the second quarter. Yeah, that, that was a very nice punt, and uh, that's what you got to do. Flip the field, give your defense a chance to make a stop. We're just starting the second quarter. There's plenty of football left. You've already scored on Harbor Beach once. It's a two-point game. Your defense can respond here and get a stop. This is going to be a very close game for the rest of the day, but this defense has to come up with a stop. Harbor Beach has been known for mixing up their run in the past. If they can beat you by just running the football, they will do it. you got to take away option number one and force that ball into the air. Maybe you get a tip pass or something, get a turnover. Harbor Beach comes out in the spread. Two wide to the right, two to the left. And there's going to be a flag as Harbor Beach broke the huddle with 12. And that one's not going to bode too well. So this is going to be a five-yard penalty repeat first down. So instead of from the 32, they can push them back to their own 27-yard line. First down in 15 for the Pirates. And that's exactly why you punted away. Now your defense catches that uh, that break that they needed first and 15. This is that defense's chance to get into the backfield, make a stop on a short gain, and, and try to get off the field here on a quick three and out. 
Avaricia's defense has forced two three-and-out punts from the Badax offense in their last two possessions. Avaricia now trying to respond with their second score of the evening. They start from their own 27, two wide each way, and it's going to be a handoff right at the middle to Rogan Mussing. Breaks out of one tackle. He has the first down. He's crossed the 45 and finally tackled forward out to the 48-yard line by A.J. Fritz. Finally tracks him down. Rogan Messing, the sophomore running back, didn't play in the first two weeks due to a legging and hamstring injury. Seems to be running just fine right there. Yeah, that hamstring looked just fine there. And Harbor Beach just continuing what their momentum they found from their last series. Just a standard two receivers to the left, two to the right, and it's read option with Rogan Messing. Caden Buchholz hands it off to Rogan Messing right through the middle, and there's nobody to be found. A big run in Harbor Beach almost at the at midfield already. Caden Buchholz calls his own number, almost is stripped, but he saves it midair, and somehow all after all of that gets across midfield and finally brought down at the 48-47 yard line of Badax after A.J. Fritz tracks him down. So it could have been a turnover. It could have been a loss of yardage. Instead, it's going to be a six-yard, maybe a five-yard pickup, second down and five. Yeah, one of those D linemen got a, got the hands on that arm carrying the football and gave it a yank. That football did squeeze out, pop straight up in the air, but Bukholz is able to locate it, grab it down, and continue forward, and he gets four, maybe even five yards on first down. 10.45 left in the second quarter. Harbor Beach, eight, Badax, six. Gated Bukholz with a second and five in front of him from Badax's 47. Back to pass, throwing downfield. This is a good ball, thrown over the shoulder and is Falls incomplete. Pass was intended for Dustin Emmerich, the junior tight end. Falls incomplete. Third down and five. Good coverage there from Badax as well. Absolutely. Grady Seltz over there. Logan Miles collapsing, but uh, it takes a perfect throw in double coverage. He was open. He threw it over the shoulder where only Emmerich could get it. He wasn't quite able to haul it in, but there were two defenders in the area. But a very good throw by Caden Buchholz, giving only his receiver a chance to make it. And it just goes through his hands and falls incomplete. Third down, five from the Badax, 47. They lead Badax by two points, eight to six. 10.36 left in the second quarter. Benson Harper wide left, two receivers wide right, Dustin Emmerich and Andrew Cabine. Two men backfield in the shotgun either side of Caden Buchholz. Handoff to Rogan Messing, lowers his shoulder. He's going to be short by more than enough. He needed five, and he got about for a yard and a half, just shy of the 45-yard line. Stuffing that hole was Charlie Hollingsworth on the defensive line. Fourth down, three yards to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Yeah, Hollingsworth, Isinger in there. They plug up that hole because when you put three guys in the backfield, Shea Woodkey is typically the guy that's leading the way, trying to clean up one of those guys, and all he did was create an even bigger log jam. Nowhere to go for Rogan Messing. They're going to give him two, and it's fourth down and three, and this is just barely inside Bad Axe territory. This is go time for Harbor Beach, and they could do anything. They could throw it, or they could go right back to read option here, and I think I'd keep it on the ground, let Buchholz make a decision. Looking to throw downfield, rolling to his right, now going to keep it for himself. He's in trouble, and he's going to be brought down. No, he breaks out of that tackle, but there's more. The platoon comes in, and Bad Axe brings him down for a loss of a yard at the 47-yard line, and a turnover on downs in doing so, leading the charge. Peyton Cady, freshman linebacker for Bad Axe, makes the move. And turns the ball over on downs back into the hands of Badax. Yeah, so that's a, that's a sophomore there making a sophomore mistake. As he rolled out of the pocket, he's got to tuck his head down and take the, take the field in front of him, angle to the sideline, get the easy three yards for a first down. Instead, he pump fakes. He's looking for that big shot play, Patrick Mahomes style. You don't need that at this point in the game. And, and credit the Badax defense. They don't fall for that pump fake, keep their feet on the ground, and it, they swarm to the football and create that turnover and give their offense another chance to retake the lead. 9.46 left in the first half, and it's going to platoon sweep out to the right side to Logan Miles. He's dragging Matt Geiger with him across the midfield 
into Harbor Beach territory to the other 47-yard line. He can pick up of six on first down, second down and four upcoming. Yeah, good job there by the running back because Shea Woodkey was in the backfield yet again, and somehow he was able to slide through that tackle. I thought it was a tackle in the backfield. Instead, a good run there by Badax and turn it upfield and get six yards on first down. Second down, five, six, second down, four to go. And you get to the Harbor Beach 43-yard line. They trailed the Pirates by just two points, eight to six. A two-point conversion, the difference maker here so far tonight. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Andrich with two running backs, one on each side. It's a direct snap to Logan Miles running to his right. Finds a seam, has the first down across the 40, and finally tracked down by the Harbor Beach defense from behind by number 40, Matt Geiger as well as Benson Harper close by, but not until after moving the chains for the Bad Axe Hatchets. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 37. Same play as the one before. Bad Axe finding their own kind of the running play here that, to break down this Harbor Beach defense, and it was three running backs in the backfield, direct snap to Logan Miles, those other two guys block, and then you get a, you get a, you get a couple missed tackles by that Harbor Beach defense, and it turns into a good run and a big gain for Logan Miles, and that's a first down. Another Logan Miles direct snap he tries to find, and there's the gaps being closed off by the black jerseys of Harbor Beach immediately at the 35-yard line after it's a two-yard gain. Seth Nowiski as well as Caden Lawhorn on the stop on the front line. Gain of two, second down eight from the Harbor Beach 35-yard line. That time a direct snap to Logan Miles, and it's a, basically your eye formation. It just funnel right through the middle of that defense, and Harbor Beach swarms, collapses that gap. Nowhere to go. Logan Miles runs into his own offensive lineman, and nowhere to go as he's tackled down for a very short game, maybe two on the play. Second down and eight from the 35. Bad X right to left across your radio, sending two wide to the left, one to the right. That would be A.J. Fritz. Three men backfield in the shotgun. Direct snap, and it hits the turf, and Nathan Blosky has to jump on it back at the 37 for a loss of two on that. And brings up a third down and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Nathan Blosky inverts a turnover, but results in a loss of two. Yeah, Caden Lawhorn going to be the first guy to jump on him as that ball hits the turf. But, again, just taking off almost like he wasn't ready for the football. It was a little high snap, but right off his helmet. I don't think he realized how close it was to his helmet as he was already on the run when that ball snapped. And uh, fortunate they recover the football, but that brings up third down and 10. You are on Harbor Beach's 37-yard line, so it's probably four-down territory. But you don't need it all in this play. If you can get six or seven, it sets up a very manageable fourth-down play for the Hatchets. Trips left, one to the right. Andrich and Pulaski in the backfield. Staying in the pocket, looking downfield to pass, and has a screen pass to Pulaski. It's nearly intercepted by Carson Kramer at the 38-yard line. And that would have been a pick six immediately. Instead, it falls incomplete, and Badax now facing a fourth and ten inside Harbor Beach territory, the 37, trailing eight to six of the Pirates. Yeah, and it's, it's four receivers streaking down the field. They're trying to lure all the Harbor Beach secondary to drop back and then just swing Logan Miles as that running back, just flip him out of the backfield and dump it off to him, try to catch him on the run. And uh, because of the pressure from... 65, Jackson McGlinsky from the far side. It forced him to throw that football with a little bit of loft. It was on target, but because of the loft, if Kramer would have had his eyes up, he's taking that ball with two hands with ease back the other direction, but gets the hands up, knocks it down, and forces fourth down and 10. Single wing to the right. Andrich in the pocket, staying back to pass. Now scrambles to his left, throws this downfield, and this one's going to be overthrown at the 15-yard line intended for Julian Dubes, the junior wide receiver. And defended by Rogan Messing, goes over his head. And another turnover on downs, back-to-back -back play, or drives here from both teams. Gives the ball back to the Harbor Beach Pirates at their own 37. 
Yeah, that, that could have uh, a broken play that could have went the wrong way there for Harbor Beach as Rogan Messing allows Julian Dubes to get behind him, and that's where Andridge threw the football. He saw was going to take off and run at the last second. He saw his receiver get behind Rogan Messing, who thought it was going to become a run play. And when he stepped up and threw that football, uh, unfortunately, in that improvisation mode of a play, uh, his receiver did not continue to go down the field, so the ball was thrown way over his head out of bounds, and it's uh, a turnover of downs, and Harbor Beach will come out in the wing tee. And as a sweeping pitch to Benson Harbor, breaks out of one tackle, he's crossed midfield to the 45, to the 41 man to beat to the 30, down to the 20, and breaks that tackle, and Logan Miles has nowhere beat, and Benson Harbor right into the end zone from 63 yards out from the Harbor Beach 37 in the very first play of the drive, and Benson Harbor takes it to the house for the second score of the night for the Harbor Beach Pirates. With yeah. 6.32 left in the second, it's now 14-6. to six. Well, we've been waiting because we haven't seen even a pass thrown to Benson Harper yet. We haven't seen a running play to Benson Harper yet. They haven't needed it until now. And, again, he's in the backfield of the wing tee. He is on the left side, and he goes behind the quarterback. It's a pitch to him. Both of the lead backs seal the edge, and he makes one guy miss and turns on the Jets. There is no one to catch him down the right sideline, and he hits big for the Harbor Beach Pirates. They extend their lead 14-6 to as they line up for the two-point conversion. Just one play, 63 yards in the hands of Benson Harbor, and it's a quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz. And he breaks the plane, and he's in for two. It's now 16-6. to I will reach by 10 points with 6.32 remaining in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Suddenly it's 16-6. I will reach leading the Bad Axe Hatches 6.32 left in the first half as Harbor Beach took just one play. 63 yards into the house by Benson Harper. Sweep to the right side, and he broke two tackles and made a count. Kick comes into the 22-yard line, brought in by Peyton Cady, and he gets out just shy of the 40-yard line, down to about the 38-yard line before he's stopped by Harbor Beach's special teams. Shea Woodkey as well as Isaiah Caban on the stop. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets in their own territory at the 37-yard line. 63-yard field in front of him. An explosive play for that Harbor Beach offense. They get one of their top playmakers involved, and he shows why that every time he touches the football, that is a possibility. So now Hatchets come back on the field. They're down 10, still in this game. Now is the time their offense has to put a drive together. Ideally, they'd love to use almost all six minutes of this clock, drive it down the field, put up points, and not allow the Harbor Beach offense to come on the field again. Come around the spread, Andrich rolls to his right. Nothing there. Throwing downfield now. The wide open, and he can overthrows Julian Dubes at the 30-yard line. He had his receivers beat by about five yards, and Julian Dubes cannot bring in the pass. Overthrown, falls incomplete. Second down and 10. That's back-to-back pass plays now, going back to last series, where the play is a rollout to the right, and the play is over. There's nobody open, but it's Andridge doing a good job of rolling around, buying time, extending the play, and that's that improvisation time frame, and Julian Dupes, again, slips behind the secondary. Skyler Cruz that time is in coverage, falls for the fact he thinks Andridge is going to take off. It's man-to-man defense. You have to stay with your guy, and if that ball is thrown just a little bit less, Dupes catches that on the run, and it is a quick six response by the Hatchets. Instead, fortunately for the Harbor Beach defense that ball falls incomplete Austin Cummings and Julian Dubes wide left one receiver wide right 
And it says Andrich on the direct snap, and he's going to be caught in the backfield. And he's going to be stopped at the 35-yard line. Jax McGlinsey, who did not make the start on defense tonight due to injury. He's back out there already, though, and brings him down for the tackle for a loss of two yards. Now third down and 12 from the 35. A good Good job by that front four of Harbor Beach getting in the backfield. 54 back there as well. It's Seth Nowiski. A bunch of guys get in the backfield, and when that running back cuts back, he runs right into the arms of big Jax McGlinsky, and you're not going too far and running into those arms. Down to the ground you go, and a loss on the play for the Hatchets. Five minutes, 40 seconds left in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 16, Bad Axe 6. The Hatchets facing a third and 12 from their own 35. Two receivers wide each way. Direct snap to Andrith. Rolling to his right, looking downfield to throw. It is released, and this one's intercepted by Dustin Emmerich at midfield. He's still on his feet inside Baddock's territory and pushes his way down to the 44-yard line. Brought down by Logan Rodriguez, the right guard on offense, and it's a turnover this time through the air. And Harbor Beach back on offense on the plus side of the field of the Baddock's 44. And yeah, first-year starting quarterback, that's a throw you just can't make. I know it's third down and long, and you're and you're looking to make a play, but you cannot throw it into double coverage, and you definitely cannot do it against a team that runs the spread, that throw the football, because those wide receivers they have on offense, guess who plays defensive back? Those guys do. And uh, Emmerich is just one of many guys back there that are ball hawks. When that ball is thrown like that, he is going to take it out of the air and turns the ball over. And now with five and a half minutes to go, up 10, the Harbor Beach offense comes on the field. In the wing T. From the plus side of the field of the 44, it's a Benson Harbor, another handoff to this time to the right side. He's across the 40. A flag flies behind the play. Benson Harbor gets out to the 38 yard line. Nathan Pelosi brings in the stop after a six yard pickup, pick but that play did not even occur. It was a hold against the Pirates. This is going to push him back 10 yards from the original spot of that play, which is at the 44. And this will push them across midfield, back into their own territory at their own 46. Harbor Beach attempted to run the exact same play uh, that they just scored on, 63 yards for Benson Harper. They're on the same play, get good yardage, but the guilty party is 55. Isaiah Caban, he gets called for the hold, and that's going to cost him uh, 10 yards. Harbor Beach coming back out in the tee. We're getting a yard inside the right hash, left right across your radio. 5.13 before the half is over. Handoff to Rogan Messing. He has room to run. He's tackled forward. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage before that hold call. Out of the 44-yard line and brought down by Peyton Cady, the starting freshman linebacker. Pickup of 10 yards. Second down, 10 to go from the 44. It's been a, it's been a few years since... Uh... I guess from my perspective, the Harbor Beach has been able to run the tee with any sort of success. They, they run it quite well tonight. Rogan Messing has really helped fill that gap. Another guy to play off of Harper's speed, play off of Shea Woodkey's power. He's somewhere in between, and they go right through the middle with him. He's that second option on the on the right side of the formation. He goes right through the middle and gets all that penalty yardage back. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff, and he lunges forward on a hard-nosed run down to the 40-yard line. Brought down by Cal Isinger for the Bad Axe defense. A gain of four, third down and six coming for the Harbor Beach Pirates at the Bad Axe 40-yard line, leading 16-6. to six. And that's the key. It's on the Bad Axe 40-yard line. This is four-down territory as we get down to about four minutes and ten seconds to go here in the first half. Harbor Beach up 10, 16-6, third down and a long six coming up. But again, in the wing tee, this is four-down territory for the Pirates. Third down, six to go. Caden Buchholz pitched to Benson Harper. Cuts up field across the 40 and dragged forward across the th- to the 35-yard line, just shy of the first down marker. Leading the charge, that was number 44, A.J. Fritz, as well as 
Nathan Pulaski on the stop. Short of the first down marker, but very manageable. Fourth down, just one yard to go. Yeah, that, that's a great five yards. And what, what you like about Benson Harper and his speed is they like to pitch it out. He's on the left side of the formation, and then they pitch it out to him on the right on that play, and then just let him scan the field. And his goal is to get to the sideline and get upfield. But as soon as he sees an opening, Coach Schelke wants him to take it. And as soon as he gets the football, he sees a little bit of grass. He plants that foot, cuts it right upfield, and gets a very important five yards on this drive to make fourth down a very high percentage chance to get a conversion. And Harbor Beach uses their second time out of this first half with 3.15 left in the second quarter. 16-6, to Harbor Beach leading the Bad Axe Hatchets. In other area scores, we'll start on an eight-player football. The Bay City All Saints earlier today took out New Haven Merritt 58-0. So the Catholic Cougars take out the New Haven Merritt Mustangs there. Kingston and Brown City. Kingston 6, Brown City nothing at the end of the first quarter. Akron Fairgrove Peck played last night. Akron Fairgrove 36, Peck 28. In 11-player football, Cassidy blanking Caro 22-0 in the second quarter right now. And Obline Marlette. At the end of the first quarter, it was Ubley 7, Marlette nothing. Now it is Ubley 7, Marlette 6. 2.39 left in the first half. Last update we have from Marlette. Well, beautiful night for football. Feels like fall. Overcast skies here in Harbor Reach. Ladder truck from the Harbor Reach Fire Department here. Showing the old glory as well as the pirate flag flying high atop the field here. Inflatable skull and crossbones in the end zone. It's been a while since we called a game here. I think uh, week number four last year for the Backyard Brawl was the last time we were here, Dave. Yeah, and that's, uh, again, a game we don't miss and a game no. coming up real soon on our that's schedule. Next week in Ubley. Fourth and one for the Harbor Reach Pirates at the Bad Axe 35. Trying to go for the hard count, and it certainly worked as Bad Axe jumped off sides twice. Second time they made contact, and that's enough to move the chains. Five yards. They needed one. Move the chains. First and ten from the 30. Yeah, they got Charlie Hollinsworth there, and then he, he doubled down on He doubled down on it. There's no way he's going to hard count twice. <laughs> second time goes even harder, so that, that's a, an easy five yards. They almost could have called it the first time. They definitely get him on the second try. Uh, that's uh, one of the oldest tricks in the book. Gets Harbor Beach a free five and a fresh set of downs. 16-6. to six, Bad X trailing the Harbor Beach Pirates. The Pirates on offense at the Bad X 30-yard line. 3.15 left in the second quarter. In the T formation, working off the right hash, Caden Buchholz calls his own number. Now it's a reverse to Dustin Emmerich. Has a nice hole, crowned down to the 25, and has wide open spaces in front of him. Finally tracked down at the 15-yard line. Julian Dubes jumped out of his own tackle and brought down Dustin Emmerich from the 30-yard line down to the 15 for a 15-yard pickup. Yeah, well-designed play set up by a couple Benson Harper runs around the right side. They send it, look like they're going that way, send everybody that way, and then the, the end is... Uh, 47, Dustin Emmerich, he reverses field. They flip it back to him, and uh, there's a lot of open space and a big gain for him on the ground, setting up first down and 10 for Harbor Beach. Working off the left hash. Left right across the radio, Black, Harbor Beach in their blacky home uniforms. Caden Bucall is under center, hands off to Benson Harper, tries to go to around the right end, finds a seam, and he doesn't find much. He gets down to about the 8-yard line, and when all said and done, a 7-yard pickup. Tackle made by, in tandem, by A.J. Fritz and Nathan Pulaski. Mark him down at the 8, a 7-yard pickup. 
Yeah, they, they love to run him. When they're on the left hash, they love to set him loose and run to the, <clears throat> the large side of the field and just let him scour the field. He gets to the sideline so quickly, and that time he turns it upfield, splits a couple defenders, which is why, Clark, it looked like he didn't have anything. But when he split those defenders, got a couple extra yards and give him seven on first down. Two minutes and counting here in the second quarter. Harbor Beach 16, Bad Axe 6. Caden Buchholz knocking on the door, and this time it's a Rogan Messing carry down to the five. is very close to the first down marker. Tackle made by Graham Seltz, the freshman nose tackle tonight for the Bad Axe Hatchets. And it looks like they're going to be shy of the first down marker by a half of a yard. Third down, less than one to go. Yeah, good job by Seltz and company there on that front line, chopping them down. A very short gain on the play. Going to force a third down here for Harbor Beach, even though third and one. Receiver wide to the right, Benson Harper. Wing T to the right otherwise. Caden Buchholz hands it off right at the middle to Rogan Messing. He's for progress, got him down to about the three-yard line before he's brought down by A.J. Fritz. He got the first down but did not get the touchdown. But a new front set of downs for the average Pirates. First in goal to go from the Bad X three-yard line. Minute 25 counting. Yeah, Rogan Messing's had some very important carries. Just five carries, 38 yards, averaging seven and a half yards a carry so far on the night. But he has worked well off of Shea Woodkey and even better off of Benson Harper. And that's that's kind of what Harbor Beach needs if you're going to take this squad back to the next level and make a playoff run. There has to be more than just Buchholz and Harper scoring all the points. Another handoff to Rogan Messing, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Harbor Beach with 59 seconds left in the second quarter. Harbor Beach punches in their third score of the evening. It's now Harbor Beach 22, Bad Axe 6 with 59 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, good run there. They get two running backs in the backfield, an extra tight end on the field, and they let Shea Woodkey clear the way for Rogan Messing to punch it into the end zone for his first score. Three different players now have scored for Harbor Beach on the ground. Kate Buchholz, Rogan Messing, and now Benson Harper, all with touchdowns so far here in the first half. Going for two-point conversion here. 22 to 6 as it stands right now. Is then Benson Harbor wide right. Same exact formation otherwise. Wing back to the right. That's Dustin Emmerich. Two men backfield. Rogan Messing and Shea Woodkey. Caden Buchholz looking back to pass to Benson Harper on the fade in the corner of the route. Does he bring it in? Yes, he does on the pass. Beautiful catch there from Benson Harper for the two-point conversion. Now makes it 24 to 6. Bad X trails Harbor Beach by 18 points with 59 seconds left in the first half on the W at LW Sports Network. Mitchell, 59 seconds left here in the first half. I reached camps off in eight yard or eight play, 44 yards, taking four minutes and 24 seconds off the clock. Camped off with a Rogan Messing three yard run. Benson Harbor with a two yard or two point conversion catch makes it now 24 to six. I've reached leading the Bad X Hatchets by 18 points with 54 seconds left in the first half. Bad X will start out with their own 35-yard line. Nice kick there by Skylar Cruz deep, but a uh, good return by Julian Dubes to get it out to uh, just inside the 35-yard. looks like down with the 34. Bad X will take over, but just 54 seconds left to go in the half. And a long ways to go here on this Harbor Beach defense. Sends a receiver wide to the right. Julian Dubes, everyone else, pretty much a single wing overloading the right side a clump of receivers and wingbacks to the right now going to the left to reverse 
And so fake reverse and say Alex Andrews calls his own number. When all said and done on the direct snap, gets across the 35 down to the 37-yard line. Tackle made by Caden Buchholz, outside linebacker, sophomore for this Pirate defense on the 5-3 front. Second down, eight to go. Yeah, but it's a good job by the Harbor Beach defense staying disciplined because Caden Lawhorn had his hands around the waist of Logan Miles. If that was a reverse, that, it, that wasn't going anywhere. So a good decision by Andridge to keep the ball led to a positive run on that play. I reach now in a 4-4 defense. Starting a 5-3 this evening. Second down, eight to go. From their own 37, Alex Andrews on it calls his own number, breaks off his one tackle, but he's going to be stopped immediately at the 40-yard line by Rogan Messing. Going to mark him down to the and the timeout called by Badax with eight seconds remaining here in the first half. Nick Gibbard talking to Nathan Blosky, trying to get one more chance downfield here to cut down this 18-point deficit. Yeah, nothing... Nothing too aggressive on the first runs. They they try a reverse, I guess, which to catch him off guard. But just a just a standard running play right up the middle on second down. So, uh, unless he's got something in the playbook, maybe looking for some kind of penalty to extend this half. Uh, if your Harbor Beach just cannot get burned on what should be an obvious pass play here by the Hatchets. Maddox is facing a third down, three yards to go. They have their own 41-yard line. They trailed the Harbor Beach 24 to six. Eight seconds left here in the second quarter. More score updates. Ubley now leads Marlette 14 to six at halftime. Cass City leads Carroll at halftime 28 nothing. Nothing on our page. Have not heard anything on the Deckerville driving game. If you know anyone in Deckerville tonight, find out the score and tweet us or X us, whatever you want to call it now. Ken Lanthus doing our social media work here tonight may have not noticed, but we are now a certified blue check organization here. Brown City, Kingston. Brown City takes a 12-6 lead over Kingston. Third down and three for the Bad Axe Hatchets coming out of a second time out here with eight seconds left in the first half. Receiver wide to the left. Taking their time, surveying the defense. Single wing to the left. A little bit of a high snap. Andrew looking to pass downfield. Scrambles to his right. Throws downfield. And this one is way off the mark. Pass is intended for A.J. Fritz, who is about 10 yards away. And that is how the end of the first half will be concluded. After 24 minutes of play, it is Badax trailing Harbor Beach 24-6. Badax scored first in this ballgame. Harbor Beach rattles off 24 straight points since. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. When we return... We'll have your halftime stats and much more from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. At the half, it's Harbor Beach 24, Bad Ag 6 on the WLW Sports Network. In 1948, Burton Ramsey opened Ramsey Fair Home at the corner of 4th and State Street in Harbor Beach. Since then, technology and modern conveniences have changed the way we live. But one thing that cannot be replaced by a smartphone is at Ramsey Fair Home. It's still our family serving yours. A family business spanning three generations, from Burton to now Warren and Ryan Ramsey, with the same values as when we opened our doors over 70 years ago. For more details, go to RamseyFH.com and find out why so many have trusted Ramsey Fair Home since 1948. That's RamseyFH.com.
You're listening to the WLLB Sports Network. It's halftime. And in the background, you might hear the mighty Marching 11 of the Harbor Reach Marching Band out there. At halftime, it's Harbor Reach 24, Bad Act 6, and Dave Hansen. How much tells how we got to this 24-6 ball game in favor of Harbor Reach? It started out with the road team. The Bad Axe hatches Logan Miles on the third play of the game. Explodes for a 72 yards, tracked down at the one-yard line by Benson Harper. On the very next play, Logan Miles finishes the job with a one-yard run. The two-point conversion is no good. Harbor Beach, though, would get even on a Caden Buchholz one-yard quarterback sneak. The two-point conversion is good, and uh, that's how the first quarter would end. In the second quarter, all Harbor Beach Pirates. Benson Harper, 63-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion is good. Harbor Beach extends their lead 16-6. to And later in the quarter, Rogan Messing gets his turn as he punches it in on a three-yard run. And a two-point conversion is good again. Harbor Beach 24, Bad X Hatchet 6. Before we get into the individual stats and even team stats, one of the most impressive stats tonight, Harbor Beach 3-for-3. Three three. On two-point conversions, something we haven't seen across the whole region lately, especially when it comes to two-point conversions. Harbor Reach with 192 yards of offense on 27 plays. They're averaging 7.1 per play. The Bad Axe Hatchets, 22 plays for 110 yards. Mind you, 72 of those yards came on one play at the third play of the night. Ever since, less than 40 yards on 18 plays. Now reach Pirates on the ground, 189 yards rushing on 22 carries for in three scores to show for it, averaging 8.6 per carry tonight. Benson Harper leading the way with three carries for 75 yards and a score. Rogan Messing, seven carries for 44 yards and a score. And Caden Buchholz, quarterback, six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Shea Woodkey, four carries, 21 yards. Dustin Emmerich, one carry for 15 yards. And Andrew Caban, one carry for five yards. Through the air, Caden Buchholz, two for five for three yards altogether. Andrew Caban brought in one reception for six yards. Matt Geiger, the other, for negative three. That's the high reach the offense so far tonight. Just shy of 200 yards. Yeah, it's, it's been the running game that's beat the hatchet so far in the first half, and uh, it, it has not been the passing game. They haven't needed it. The, those two completions were two screen passes early in the game. Tried to soften up Bad X that way, and Bad X answered the bell on that. And when Harbor Beach decided again to change formations, they went from the T, they went to a spread offense, they went to that read option game with two receivers to each way with run running back in the backfield Keaton Buchholz company run that read option and they have found a running game and then went back to the tee and ran Benson Harper from there and he exploded for a big one so again not much happening in the passing game but the running game doesn't matter who's got the ball they have been successful averaging four five and six yards a carry and then you splash in a big Benson Harper run to blow the doors off and it's a three score lead or two score lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Bannock's with 22 plays of offense for 110 yards. 0 for 6 in the passing game with one interception for Alex Andrich. On the ground, Logan Miles leads away with 8 carries for 98 yards and a score 72 of his 98 yards on one play. He's carried the ball 50% of the time for the Hatchets. Nathan Pulaski, 5 carries for 7 yards and Alex Andrich 
Three carries for five yards. And that's been the story of the game. Logan Miles explodes on a big play. They show a new formation. It works. Anytime they've gone back to it, Harbor Beach has completely stomped out that fire before it starts. 72 yards on one play. Their next longest play is a Nathan Pulaski six-yard run. That is the next longest play they have. And by the way, Pulaski has five carries for seven yards. So those last four have gone for a combined one yard. Panax's defense, 22 tackles, two tackles for a loss. Harbor Beach's defense, 20 tackles, one tackle for a loss, and one interception, which set up the third touchdown of the first half for the Pirates. A.J. Fritz leading the way with nine tackles, which one of those was for a loss. Nathan Pulaski and Charlie Hollingsworth, each with three. Peyton Katie, two tackles, including one tackle for a loss. And Logan Miles and Julian Dubes, each with one. For the Harbor Beach defense, Shea Woodkey leading the way with five tackles. Caden Buchholz at four. Seth and Whiskey with three tackles. Matt Geiger at two. Rogan Messing with one tackle. And Tanner Andrzejewski, one tackle. And, and number, who brought in that interception? That's Dustin Emmerich. Dustin Emmerich, number 47, not number 17, with the interception on the night. So what do we expect to see here in the second half? Oh, I think the Harbor Beach Pirates are going to continue to run the football. They are going to, they are going to continue to wear down this hatchet defense limit the amount of possessions that the Hatchets get and try to stomp out any chance of a comeback by the road team. Again, just continue to work in all these different guys, not overwork anybody. Gabe Bukal's beating the lead decision maker, but I continue to believe that Shea Woodkey and Rogan Messing will get most of the carries, and if they need a big play, they will look Benson Harper's way. We'll certainly agree as well. Uh, Other area scores, not much to report lately, but let's take a look there. As Harbor Beach coming back out of the field. 11-player football, Cassidy leads Caro at halftime, 28-0. Ubley leading Marlette in a close one here, 14-6. It was 7-0 into the end of the first quarter. Marlette finds the end zone to make it 7-6, but then Ubley scores again to make it 14-6. I'm su- fairly surprised by that score, Dave, into Marlette. We are, but it's not the first time the Ubley Bearcats have taken the half off against Marlette. That's very true. And then blew the doors off in the second half. So we'll see if that is the case, but Marlette has has had moments where they've been a a thorn in the Bearcat side. Mayville leading Oakland Christian at halftime, 18-8. Kingston and Brown City. It's Brown City 12, Kingston 6. It was 6-0 Kingston at the end of the first quarter. Brown City finds the end zone twice in the second to make it a six-point lead for Brown City. Have not, that's not to halftime yet per our last update and no word yet on that Deckerville Dryden game. It's really the only other game that we're interested. People want to know about that Deckerville Dryden game. So we are three minutes away from the second half. We'll return in just a moment with your second half action here from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Harbor Beach leads Bad Axe at the half 24 to 6. Twelve minutes around the board for the start of the second half. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Buck Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, and Kendall Anthus with your call tonight. Here from the friendly confines of Harbor Beach, Michigan. Wind coming out of the north tonight. So it's not directly off the lake here in Harbor Beach, but, well, frankly, close enough. 24-6, Harbor Beach leading Bad X by 18 points. 
Harbor Beach has found the end zone three times tonight, but two or three for three on two-point conversions. Yeah, we've been talking about that in the first half. Just We haven't seen a lot of teams convert those two-point conversions, and those are key, especially down the stretch. You start playing some rivalry games, some playoff games. Those two points are crucial. Harbor Beach doing a nice job tonight. Two rushing, two-point conversions, and one through the air. I'd like to say hello to all of those listening via the app or WLWSports.com, all the way from Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada, and even Cologne, Germany, listening to tonight. The modern-day home of Cologne from Cologne, Germany. Maddox going for the onside kick. This one bounces once and goes out of bounds at the 35-yard line. So onside kick does not go as planned for the Maddox. Hatches a little too much firepower behind that kick. Goes out of bounds. And so Harbor Beach will have favorable field position to start the second half, leading by 18. Yeah, I like the idea. Drop it in there right by the sideline downfield, but just enough momentum to one hop out of bounds, and uh, Harbor Beach will start this drive at their own 40-yard line. Illegal procedure against Bad Axe. And five yards from the spot of the foul, which I'm not sure if that, I'm not sure if that changed in the offseason or not. They may have an additional option so, when it's short like that. So correct that. So they'll start at their own 39-yard line. Okay. 61-yard field in front of them. 12 minutes are on the board, left to right across the radio in their home black uniforms. Caden Buchholz in the tee, and it's going to be a handoff to his third option to Benson Harper. He's across the 45 before he's up into the 46 by A.J. Fritz, linebacker, sophomore for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, so the wing tee, you see him mix it up. But one thing is always a staple in that wing tee, and Benson Harper is always on the left side behind Caden Buchholz. This time you see Shea Woodkey on the outside. You see Rogan Messing in the inside in that traditional fullback spot. And uh, he leads through the hole, and Benson Harper follows through, cuts to his right, and gets seven easy yards on first down. In the tee, working off the right hash again. And a handoff to Rogan Messing this time. Has the first down in tow. And across midfield to the Badax 48-yard line before A.J. Fritz brings up his second straight tackle. Move the chains for the High Reach Pirates into Hatchet territory. Wing T, same exact play this time. Instead of faking it to Rogan Messing, it's a handoff to him. And he gets through the middle quickly, gets the first down, and fights for a few extra. And an easy first down for the Pirates on offense. Our reach 24, Badax 6. Badax scored first in this game. It's been 24 straight points for the Pirates ever since. HB sticking to the T, straight T. Three men backfield, Caden Buchholz under center. And this time's a handoff to Shea Woodkey around the left side. And drags his offender all the way down to cross the 45, down to the 44. Brought down by number 44, A.J. Fritz, for his third straight tackle. Yeah, make that a dozen on the evening for the Bad Axe defender there. A.J. Fritz playing that middle linebacker spot all over the field, making tackles and chops down Shea Woodkey there after a modest four-yard gain. Second down, six to go from the Bad Axe 44. Working two yards inside the left hash, left right across the radio, straight T, three-man backfield, Aiden Buchholz. Woodkey checks out. Andrew Caban takes over at that right side in the backfield. Benson Harbor gets the run, goes around the right end, has room to run. He's across the 30, down to the 25, and it's chased out of bounds at the 15-yard line by a slew of white jerseys. Alex Andrich, as well as Julian Dubes, track him down from the 44 all the way down. Mark him down to the 16, a nice yard pickup for... Benson Harbor, 28 yards. Just effortless speed, Clark. And at the handoff, that play goes nowhere, and that's all his creativity. He's supposed to attack the middle of the field. He sees nothing. He kicks it out to his right and gets to the sideline quickly, and GG's just five carries to eclipse the 100-yard mark tonight. He'll make it 110 
on the night. Five carries, 110 yards for Benson Harper and a score, averaging 22 yards per carry. He's carried the ball just 19% of the time for the Pirates. Three-man backfield, Benson Harper, Rogan Messing, Andrew Caban. Caden Buchholz under center working out the right hash of the Badax 16-yard line, and Caban tries to find some breathing room, but Badax's Cal Isinger has other plans and brings him down to the backfield for a yard loss at the 17-yard line. Second down, 11. Caban kicks it to the outside because he saw a lot of room, but his lead blocker was Rogan Messing, was sealing off the inside, and so he blocked him right into where Caban kicked it out to, so nowhere to go on that play. Just a little miscommunication there on the blocking assignment versus what the running back did, and it's going to cost him a yard. Second down and 11. A.J. Fritz goes down and goes out of bounds with an apparent injury, and so he will sit down key component and cog for this Badax defense. That, that is not an easy guy to replace. A tall task here now in the middle of that defense by Badax. Expect Harbor Beach to attack there right away. Holding his wrist and it's a handoff to Benson Harper on delayed handoff and he's brought down immediately by Alex Andrus who has found himself in the backfield and it's going to bring him down for a two-yard loss back into the 19-yard line. And third down and 13 to go as, as uh, A.J. Fritz checks back in, still holding that wrist a little bit. Yeah, obviously just a stinger or something minor because it did not take him long. He comes out, stretches it out, hops right back in after one play, and his defense helps set up what's a third and a long 13 now for Harbor Beach. So fully expect here, oh, timeout by Coach Schelke, but fully expect them to go back to the spread and see if they can find themselves a big play to make fourth down management. 8.58 left in the third quarter, and Harbor Beach facing a third and 13 from the Badax 19-yard line, and they call timeout to discuss it further. 8.58 left in the third. It's Harbor Beach 24, Badax 6 on the LW Sports Network. Third and 13, Bennett Harbridge throwing downfield and wide open in the end zone. It was a, a fake to the left side. Caden Buchholz rolled out to the right and throws it downfield into the back of the corner on the end zone. And there was Dustin Emmerich wide open and in for the score. The fourth of the night for the Harbor Beach Pirates. It's now 30-6 to six with 8.51 left in the third. So Harbor Beach going left to right across your radio. Come out in a tee and uh, play action all the way. And I'm pretty sure, Clark, standing on your right, I was the next closest defender to Dustin Emmerich. <laughs> he was absolutely wide open. An easy throw and catch by from Caden Buchholz into the arms of Dustin Emmerich and an easy six for Harbor Beach. Great play call and even better execution by the Harbor Beach offense. In the tee, Shea Woodkey, a bit of a miscommunication. Banax got in the back. Backfield and blew that play up immediately, and they bring him down back this side of the five-yard line. Two-point conversion fails, but it is 30-6. Harbor Beach by 24 points with 8.51 left in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network. left in the third quarter and the Harbor Beach Pirates extend their lead now out to 24 points 30 to 6 with 8.51 left in the third quarter still 
had to figure on third and 13, Harbor Beach would throw the football and personally thought they would do that from the spread offense, which would give them the option to run if they wanted, if they liked the setup. But Bad X falls for the run action. Play action works perfectly, and it's an easy throw and catch to extend the Harbor Beach Pirate lead. Skylar Cruz's kick comes into the 13-yard line by number 12. Julian Dubes and Dustin Emmerich, the man who brought in the score just a moment ago, brings him down after a modest gain out to about the 19-yard line, first and 10. Inside their 20 for the Bad Axe Hatches, moving right to left across your radio. Another nice kick by Cruz, but just nowhere to go as that Harbor Beach special team's flying down the field, unblocked as Dustin Emmerich, and makes a shoestring tackle after a very short return for Julian Dubes, setting up a long field for the, Harbor, for the uh, Bad Axe offense to try and get their second score of the night. Harbor Beach's scoring drive seven plays, three minutes and nine seconds, covering 61 yards and capped off with a 19-yard catch from Dustin Emmerich, the junior tight end in safety. And meanwhile, it's Nathan Pulaski on the carry and the handoff, and he's across the 25 all the way out to about the 28-yard line before he stopped at Carson Kramer. Short of the first down marker by a yard, nine-yard pickup, second down, a yard to go. Yeah, that is their second longest play on offense tonight, nine yards. Uh, and there hasn't been a lot of fives and sixes either, so that is a must-have for the Bad X Hatchets. Get going on first down, and a nine-yard pickup is a good way to start because this opens the playbook to do whatever you want to try here on second one. Receiver wide to the right. That would be Julian Dubes. Everyone else tight inside with a single wing to the right. On a reverse to Logan Miles. He has the first down. He uh, breaks out of one arm tackle and gets finally brought down to the 40-yard line. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Keegan Nowiski, defensive tackle and a junior. Start of the 28, they get all the way out to the 40. Logan Miles with a 12-yard pickup. A great play call there. Logan Miles taking that reverse and cutting up the field as soon as he gets it, sees some daylight, and gets a much-needed first down for the hatchet offense. Logan Miles now over 100 yards on the night. Nine carries, 110 yards, and is the only score for the hatchets. 7.42 and counting here in the third quarter. I reached 30, bad axe six. Same formation, working three yards inside the right hash, right to left across your radio. Direct snap to Nathan Pulaski, and he uh, has to jump on it in the backfield as it was a little behind him. So he falls on it at the 37-yard line for a loss of three, second down and 13. Yeah, that's tough for a center because you know which way the play is going, and you can't traditionally snap it straight back. You have to almost lead your quarterback or your running back in this case, and when he snaps it straight back, it's a little bit behind, and that's the second time we've seen Nathan Pulaski have to reach back for that football. He knocks it down and just has to simply cover it up. So after two very good plays to start the drive, a self-inflicted wound brings up Second down and a long 13. Ram Seltz and Julian Dubes wide left. One receiver wide right and it's a direct snap to Logan Miles around the right side. And he is speared at the 41-yard line after about a four-yard pickup. Rogan Messing fired up about that stop. It's well short of the first down marker. Nine yards to go still here on third down to their own 41. And nice job by Rogan Messing coming out of the secondary, recognizing the play and chopping down that run after just four-yard gain. But Logan Miles, though, is is definitely a piece that Bad X is utilizing a big time compared to what we saw him in week one. He is the speed that this team needs, and he's been rewarded with 10 carries, leading the way in touches here on this offense. 6.49 left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach 30. Bad X 6, the Hatchets on offense. At their own 41-yard line facing a third and nine. It's a Andrich direct snap, and nowhere to run, nowhere to hide as he's brought down immediately 
at the original line of scrimmage by Jack Smiglinski, defensive end. They're actually going to say a loss of a yard on the play. It's now going to be fourth and ten from the 40 of Bad X. Yeah, just trying to get three, four yards, make fourth down manageable. Bad X with two in the backfield. You see two tight ends on the right side, overloading that side, direct snap and run that way. They overload it. Harbor Beach responds by overloading that side of the defense as well. And they're able to clog up the hole, and when he makes a cut in the backfield, there is nowhere to go. Jack Smiglinski knocks him down, and it's a loss on the play. Six minutes and counting here in the third quarter. Our Badanks going for it on fourth and ten from their own 40. Andrich in the pockets, throwing passing. This one's batted down. Batted down by Jack Smiglinski. As he, had he not batted that one down, he would have socked him instead. And that's going to result in a turnover on downs. Harbor Beach on the plus side of the field once again at the Bad Axe 40-yard line with exactly six minutes left here in the third. Bad Axe trying to draw up a screen pass there. And when that happens, you're pulling guards and pulling tackles, trying to get out in front of that wide receiver. The ball's got to come out quick. And uh, the Harbor Beach defense in the backfield so quickly able to swat that pass to the ground and not allow any big play and bring their offense back on the field, up 30-6 to six, with exactly six minutes to go in the third quarter. In the T formation, left or right across your radio from the plus side of the field of the 40, and it's a Benson Harper on the pitch to the right side, and he's brought down in the flats out of the, about the 37-yard line, but Nathan Pulaski, nice open field tackle there after a four-yard pickup at the 36-yard line. Keep in mind, when that ball's on the left hash, there is a very good chance there is going to be a pitch and let Benson Harper run all the way to the near side of the field with lots of room. And it's one-on-one. It is Nathan Pulaski versus Benson Harper. And when Harper puts on the brakes and turns on the Jets, it's a very good, can't say that enough, open field tackle by Nathan Pulaski. Otherwise, there's a lot of room to run, no help behind him. 522 left in the third. It's a pitch this time to Andrew Caban to the left side. Tries to find room. He has the first down across the 30 down to the 20. He's got speed inside the 10 and finally ripped down inside the 10 by Cal Isinger. Tracks him down from behind. Started the 36-yard line and they mark him down. Looks like it right at the 10-yard line. A 26-yard pickup for the sophomore Andrew Caban. Yeah, nice job there. Carson Kramer doesn't get enough credit. He seals the edge, picks up Logan Miles there, and springs free Andrew Caban around the left side, turning on the Jets, and a good tackle by Cal Isinger down the field to prevent a touchdown for now. First and goal to go from the 10-yard line, 455 and counting in the third quarter. Harbor Beach trying to tack on yet another score. They lead by 24, already 30-6. to six. Caden Buchholz hands off to Rogan Messing. He's out, shot like a cannon. He's all the way down to the end zone. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Rogan Messing with a 10-yard dive into the end zone. And it's now 36-6 with 4.43 left in the third quarter. Two-point version still upcoming. Uh, just well-executed job. Haven't said enough about the Harbor Beach offensive line. I thought they'd be in a battle with the Bad Axe defensive line. Uh, but after that first play where Logan Miles exploded, it has been a one-sided affair. The Harbor Beach offensive line setting the tone, creating holes, and then all these running backs exposing those every single time. Benson Harper over 100 yards. Rogan Messing averaging six and a half yards a carry. Uh, these guys just exposing his defense and putting up points. Andrew Caban on the carry. And the two-point conversion is brought down at the five-yard line in tandem by Alex Andrich as well as A.J. Fritz. The two-point conversion fails. It's a 30-point lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates. 36-6 with 4.43 left in the third quarter on the W. Out of W Sports Network. 
There's still four minutes and 43 seconds left here in the third quarter, and it's Harbor Beach by 30 points, 36 to 6. Ever Harbor Beach scores on just three plays, covering 40 yards, and Rogan Messing with a 10-yard dive into the end zone to make it 36 to 6 after a two-point conversion fails. Skyler Cruz, kick left right across your radio, comes in at the 17-yard line, brought at the 15 by. That'd be number 12. Julian Dubes goes to the far sideline and is brought down at the 27-yard line. Isaiah Caban with the stop. 439 left in the third quarter. Badex back on the field, trailing by 30 points. Yeah, good coverage there. 55, Isaiah Caban tracks down Julian Dubes. Uh, one hop right into his arms, and he's able to turn it up the right sideline. Thought he had more room, but when he hit the brakes, he kind of lost his footing, and Isaiah Caban was able to clean him up on that right sideline. First and 10, right to left cross the radio from their own 28-yard line. 72-yard field in front of them. Single wing to the right, receiver wide right. Andrich and Pulaski in the backfield. It's a Logan Miles on the reverse, and Harbor Beach finally stopped that one out as Shea Woodkey saw the play coming and found himself in the backfield and brings him down back at the 26-yard line for a two-yard loss. Logan Miles carrying that on the reverse and just too many times. You've run it too many times. Harbeach had it scouted out. Shea Woodkey, uh, no way you're doing that on me again. Tackled in the backfield. As soon as he gets the football, he is going to the ground. Thanks to Shea Woodkey, loss on the play for Bad X. And now they're going to kind of stretch this offense out a little bit. One wide receiver wide to the left. Single wing to the left, and Pulaski gets the direct snap. He breaks out of two tackles. He has the first down. Still cuts into the near sideline at the 45. He's cross midfield into Harbridge territory. Stiff arm across. Ted gets him down to the 44-yard line before he's forced out of bounds. Rogan Messing will be credited for the tackle. They're going to mark him down to the 43-yard line. So from the 26 in their own territory to the Harbeach 43-yard line, 31 yards when all said and done. Yeah, Harbeach defense has, still has to stay disciplined. Just because you caught the uh, the reverse last time doesn't mean that they still won't, Bad X won't still run right at you. And that's what they do. Andrich picks up a block, goes through the middle, and uh, Pulaski with lots of running room gets a nice block from his wide receiver about 15 yards down the field, Julian Dubes, and that springs him to the sideline and a big run for Nathan Pulaski, 30 yards on the play, and now they're inside Harvey's territory for the first time in a long time. Single wing to the left, off the left hash. It's Nathan, excuse me, Alex Andrich on the keeper, and he's tracked down from behind by Seth Nowiski, defensive end senior, for no gain in the play. Still at the 43-yard line. It looks like we have a down player. Shea Woodkey looks like he's a little banged up. On the right in front of the home Harbor Beach bench here. 3.39 left in the third quarter. Harbor Beach 36, Van Ack 6 as medical crews attend to him. And it appears to be just a cramp. They're stretching him out already. Yeah, mixing up a batch of that you-know-what to get him going. So. Alka-Seltzer. That's exactly right. The tandem of Ryan Ramsey and Landon Ramsey assisting Eli Caban on the sidelines. Shea Woodkey, senior, fullback. They have him listed as a as a halfback, but he's certainly built like a fullback. He does line up more at halfback than he does fullback. He does for sure. Uh, so far tonight, five carries for 25 yards, and leads the team in tackles for the defense with six tackles, including one for a loss. 
Yeah, what he does on the offensive side is more so setting up the running game for everybody else. And if they need a yard, he'll certainly get it for them. But uh, it's his leadership on defense. You saw him on the play before uh, make a big hit in the backfield. That's the that's where they need him the most. And he's the, uh, he hops back up to stretch out that leg while trying to walk it off. And uh, we'll resume play here as Bad X comes under center here to get back going here on second down and 10. Ubley leading Marlette 27 to 6 at the end of the third. Cass City leading Carroll at the end of the third quarter 42 nothing. Two receivers wide each way for the Bad Axe Hatchets. 334 and counting here in the third, trailing by 30 points. Rolling to his right, that is number 14, Grady Seltz now quarterback. Rolling and throws this one, and this one is a, a little bit of a dangerous pass. Pass was intended to the far sideline of Logan Miles as he was being tackled in the act of throwing, and Carson Kramer brought him down at that same motion. And falls incomplete, third down and ten. A hit as he threw, but Logan Miles became open late on that play as the guy that was guarding him come up to stop Grady Seltz, thinking he was going to run. And as Seltz is getting dragged down from behind, he's able to get rid of that football, throw it away safely. And uh, that had just a little bit more air under it. He's got an open receiver, but it falls harmlessly to the ground, and he prevents a big loss by getting rid of that football. Third down, 10 from the Harbor Reach 43-yard line. Working off the left hash, right to left across your radio, two receivers wide each way. Andridge in at quarterback again. Stays in the pocket, looking downfield, throws it downfield, and intended for Logan Miles, and he... Was outstretched and couldn't hit him. Rogan Messing was in coverage and falls incomplete. Fourth down and ten. Yeah, some contact there as Logan Miles plants his foot. You see Rogan Messing try to cut with him and go to the ground. They both kind of lose their footing in the same spot, but Logan Miles able to climb out of it and almost makes that catch. Andrews throws is where it's supposed to be, but again, that little bit of traction there that they lose. Ball falls harmlessly, incomplete. And a chance at a big play goes incomplete with it. 319 left in the third quarter. 36 to 6, Harbor Beach leading. Maddox with a fourth and 10 from the Harbor Beach 43 yard line. Two wide each way. Andrich, high snap, stays in the pocket. Throwing downfield immediately. Man wide open. That's number 81. Graham Seltz. And looks like he has the first down by yard. Converts on fourth down. Carson Kramer tracks him down after an 11-yard pickup when they needed 10. Move the chains for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Nice job there by freshman Graham Seltz out there, wide receiver there, big 81, and goes about five, six paces down the field and then cuts right to the middle of the field. Harbor Beach playing a soft defense, doesn't stay with him, and a good throw by Andrew Trey on the money, allowing Seltz to catch that football on the run, evaluate the field in front of him, plow forward and get just enough for a first down. Badex now one for three on fourth downs this evening. 2.46 left in the third, back to pass. Staying in the pocket, throwing to the far side, and this one is brought in by A.J. Fritz inside close to the 22-yard line as Dylan Arntz was the man in coverage. Hit the hands of A.J. Fritz, bounced straight up in the air, and he's able to bring it in for an eight-yard pickup. Second down, two to go. Yeah, good coverage by Dylan Arntz, but you still have to keep your eye in the backfield. I think he was in as good a position as Fritz was to take that football away, but Fritz is able to cut in front of him, knock that football up in the air, find it, and bring it in for only the second completion in ten attempts for the Bad Axe passing game. They give him nine on that spot. Back to pass once again, this time to the near sideline. This one's under throwing. Hits the hands of Graham Seltz once again. Falls incomplete at the 16-yard line. And we'll now bring up a third down, one to go from the Harbor Beach 22-yard line. That's a quick slant. Number 12, Julian Dubes is in the slot. He instantly goes to the outside, draws both defenders, 
Graham Seltz cuts to the middle on that quick slant. It's just a poor throw. It's underthrown. Graham Seltz is wide open. And again, another chance at a good at a first down. Gone. And Nathan Pulaski gets the direct snap. And the Harbor Reach sifts that one out from the get-go and stops him for no gain on the play. Jack Spiglinski will be credited for the tackle as he brought him down in his tracks. No gain, fourth down, still a yard to go. At third down and one, you got to trust that on the snap count, your offensive line is going to hold up just long enough for you to slip through and get a yard. And instead, uh, at best, he got back to the line of scrimmage. And now, fourth down and one. Can you run it again? You almost have to trust that you can power ahead and get one yard when you need it. Fourth down, one yard to go. Caden Lawhorn, defensive tackle. His helmet came off, so he's replaced by Caden Potestifio. Caden for Caden. Eye for an eye. Minute 24 and counting here in the third quarter. Still a 30-point lead for the Pirates. Fourth and one. It's a direct snap to Nathan Pulaski. He has the first down. He lowers his shoulder across the 15 and finally brought down at the 14 by number 14. Rogan Messing, sophomore defensive back. Move the chains. Another fourth down conversion for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, same play for the Hatchets. It didn't work last time. We're going to run it better this time. Direct snap and a quick decision made that time by Nathan Pulaski. He sees an opening and he takes it. You just need a yard. You don't need a huge play. But by taking that play, he turns it into a good game. And now our Bad Axe Hatchets driving deep into Heart Beach territory. First down and 10 from the 14. And Nathan Pulaski gets the direct snap. And we have flags flying. And this is going to be a false start. More than likely on the Bad Axe Hatchets. No, it is encroachment. I think they set up in the neutral zone for the Bad Axe Hatchets. So this pushes them back five yards to the Harbor Beach 19-yard line, first and 15. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, even if they lined up offsides or in the neutral zone, it did not help them. The penalty helped them because they were losing five yards on that play. Instead, they get to keep it at first down because uh, I think for a minute there, Shea Woodkey thought he was on offense because that's how close he was to taking that snap in the backfield. Uh, so maybe a break there for the, the hatchets, but nonetheless, it's still first down and a long ways to go. It was the opposite of the right tackle for Kansas City last night, oh, setting up in the backfield. Two receivers wide each way, working out the right hash. Andrich looking to pass downfield. Let's it fly. This one's brought in by Logan Miles at the 7. He gets down close to the end zone line. Do they call it? Touchdown, Bad X. 16 seconds left in the third quarter. And Bad X strikes for the second time tonight. Harbor Beach 36, Bad X 12. With 12 seconds remaining and a two-point conversion up on the way. A good route there by Logan Miles. An even better throw by Andrich. Hitting him as soon as he cuts. The timing was perfect. And by Miles catching it on the run, he was able to fight two defenders and just get across the goal line into the end zone for a nice throw and catch. And Bad Axe's second touchdown of the night. Logan Miles, 19-yard reception from Alex Andrich in for the score. Makes it 36-12 with 16 seconds left here in the third quarter. Two wide each way. Andrich rolls to his right, throwing downfield into the end zone. And this one is brought in. Is it nowhere yet? And they're going to say incomplete at the goal line. So the two-point conversion fails. It's now a 24-point lead for the Harbor Beach Pirates with 16 seconds left in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network.
16 seconds remain in the third quarter. Bannex finds the end zone for the second time tonight. 11 plays, 4 minutes and 27 seconds, covering 72 yards. Went 2 for 2 on 4th downs on that. And capped off with a Alex Andrich 19-yard pass to Logan Miles for the score. Makes this a 24-point ball game, 36-12. to 12. Nice drive there by the Hatch. It's a must-needed one, too. This game may be out of reach, but this is a chance for you to dig deep, show what your team's got, and uh, they show they have the ability to throw the football. It didn't go well in the first half, but they made some excellent throws there to continue that drive. Grady Seltz kick bounces at the 17, brought in by the 13 by Benson Harper, goes to the far sideline. He's across the 40, across midfield. He has no one in front of him. He's down to the goal line, to the 20, to the 15. No one in front of him. Benson Harper takes us back 83 yards in for the score. Benson Harper makes it count, and that's how the third quarter will end. Benson Harper takes it to the house. He is something to watch, folks. He has just got speed upon speed upon speed, and he makes one cut. And when that guy misses, it's an absolute sprint, and no one is catching him down that left sideline. And as soon as Badax 11 plays down the field to score a touchdown, just like that, Harbor Beach Pirates score and respond. 42-12 to 12 is your score at the end of the third quarter as Harbor Beach will line up for a two-point conversion. And they're bringing the PAT unit out now. Even better, yes. <laughs> 42 to 12 as it stands right now. As there's a lot of a lot of discussion going on amongst my ears here of the, about the media round table. Bad snap, and they're going to have to jump on this one, and the PAT fails. So it remains 42 to 12 at the end of the third quarter. I reach my 30 points on the WLW Sports Network. And on to the fourth quarter. 42 to 12. As Benson Harper re responds to Badax single-handedly with an 83-yard kickoff return for the score. Effortless running from Benson Harper. Uh, as natural as a deer, Clark, just effortless speed, just galloped down the field, and it's gone 83 yards in no time. So the Pirates will kick this thing off again. This is now number eight. That would be Luke Bisher, sophomore, kicks it off and brought out by Bannex out to the 33-yard line. Tackle was made by Andrew Caban, the ball carrier there at the bottom of the pile. That would be number 12, Julian Dubes. First and 10 for the Bannex hatches at their own 33. Well, the good news for the Hatchets is they, they just put together a really good drive. And uh, unfortunately for them, their offense is immediately back on the field after uh, that special teams disaster allowing Benson Harper to beat you on that play. So fortunately for them, they're still in rhythm. So look for them to attempt to continue what they did on the last play, mix up some runs, and try to work in a couple of them passes. They found some room down the middle of the field. Freshman Graham Seltz was open a couple of times, hit him for one of those. Got to keep trying to penetrate this 
Pirate defense. Pulaski gets the direct snap. He's across the 35, out to about the 38-yard line before is stopped by Seth Nowiski, defensive end for the Pirate defense. Gain of five, third, second down and five. Actually, mark him down to the 37-yard lines for a gain of four. So it's the second down, six to go. Yeah, I thought it was five, two, Clark. They push him back a little bit. Dylan Arntz not far away either for that Pirate defense, but a good gain on first down for the Hatchets. Receiver wide to the left, single wing to the left, splitting the hash marks. 11-18 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Left or right across your radio are the Bad Axe Hatchets trailing by 30 points. Back down to pass and is into the hands of Logan Miles across the 45 and runs out of bounds at the 47-yard line. So a 10-yard pickup on the completion to Logan Miles. Move the chains for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Good play action there. You get four or five yards on first down. And show that run action. It brings in the linebackers, and you throw it right where they leave. Logan Miles about five yards down the field and out. Catches him on the run, and he's able to get to the sideline, turn it upfield for a 10-yard completion and a first down for the Hatchets. Two wide each way. Working off the left hash. Andrich and Pulaski in the backfield. Andrich stays in the pocket. Now pump fix. Now scrambles to his right. Black jersey swarming. And this one's brought in across midfield. Brought in by A.J. Fritz. And brought down immediately by Dylan Arntz. Somehow got that pass in there. Brings it in for a six-yard pickup. And brings up second down and four. That's all A.J. Fritz there. Yeah, he no was kidding. in a battle. Dylan Arntz in coverage, in great coverage. And you could hear from up here the swat of the football. Hard Dylan Arntz swatted that football but could not knock it out of the air hard enough as, again, Fritz hauls that thing in for a nice completion and a gain of six. Two wide each way working off the right hash. 10-24 and counting here in the fourth quarter. 30-point ball game, 42-12. to 12. Bad snap, and it goes over the head of Andrich, and he has to jump on it back inside the 45 at the 43-yard line. So that's going to be a loss of from Harbor Beach's side of the field inside to Badax's side of the field from the 47 on the other side of the 50 to the 43, a loss of 10 yards on that play. Yeah, those are those self-inflicted wounds. That's about the third time that I can remember where we've had a bad snap, and all the quarterback can do is jump on it. The snap was a little high, but you can see with all the action in the single wing and guys moving around, his eyes are downfield. You have to corral that football first and then worry about where you're going with the football. So, again, a, a drive that was looking promising. Now, all of a sudden, it's third down and long 15. It's a sweep to the left side. Nathan Plesky on the direct snap, and he gets out for maybe yard at down to the 44-yard line as the scrum was on from the get-go. Can credit the entire front line there. Maybe Caden Lawhorn will get the credit for the tackle on a third and 14. Now a fourth and 13 to go for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Yeah, that's a just a, a get-me-a-couple-yards type play. Harbor Beach completely ready for it. And uh, the, the entire defensive line was in the backfield making that play miserable for Nathan Pulaski. Fourth down, 13 to go for the Bad Axe Hatchets, and they're going for it. In their own territory, the 44. 8.52, left in the fourth. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Running back on either side of Andrus. Throws down in the middle of the field, and this one's through the hands of Carson Kramer. Let's this one fly, and it's a turnover on downs, and Harvey will take over on the plus side of the field with 8.41 remaining in regulation. 
And just three receivers on the field. Harbor Beach has got at least five guys drop back in the secondary, nowhere to throw it. And as the pressure was collapsing on Andrich, essentially he just threw it out to the middle of the field and uh, falls incomplete. Uh, the closest receiver would have been Harbor Beach's Carson Kramer through his hands, and it falls incomplete, and the Harbor Beach defense makes another stop, and their offense comes on the field already leading 42-12. to From the Bannock's 43-yard line to start this drive. Looks like the substitutions are starting to creep into the lineup here for the Harbor Beach offense as they lead by 30 points in the T formation. Under center, looks like a new quarterback. That would be number four, Dylan Arts. And off to Rogan Messing. He's out to the 40-yard line for a four-yard pickup and brought down by Logan Miles out of the secondary. I love that decision. There's no point in having any of your, your playmakers get hit and get some of the work in for these younger guys. Heaven forbid they have to step up later in the season and play when it really matters. So Dylan Arts going to get some quality time here under center running that wing T offense and... Rogan messing with a nice carry on first down. 8-10 and counting. 42-12. T-formation, Dylan Arntz now your quarterback. Replaces Caden Buchholz. A little broken play there. He's going to scramble around his left. Tries to find positive yards. He has positive yards and runs out of bounds at the 35-yard line. And stops the clock there with 7.52 left. From a second and six, now a third down and two for a four-yard pickup on a broken play. That was a very broken play. There was a five a, yard a, I, I was blinking seeing a 10-yard loss there by Hard Beach, but uh, good improvisation by Dylan Arts. He picks the ball up and kicks it to the sideline. Uh, as a coach, you'd like to see him stay in bounds, but uh, nonetheless, he takes a, a big play there backwards and turns it into some sort of gain, bringing up third down and just two now. Third down and a yard. They mark him down to the 35 after a five-yard pickup. T-formation for Dylan Arts, working off the left hash, right to left across your radio in their home black uniforms. Dylan Arts on the keeper this time, same decision, and he has the first down and gets forced out of bounds this time at the 33-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Nathan Pulaski out of the secondary. Move the chains, a third down conversion for the Pirates. And that's all you need to know, all that play went when you... Uh, Guy from the secondary comes up to make the tackle. That means Harbor Beach and Dylan Arntz got enough for the first down and uh, a good run there by Dylan Arntz on the quarterback keeper. Final from Marlette, or that's, yeah, Obli wins 34 to 12 over Marlette. Dylan Arntz on the snap, hands the things off to number 17, Tanner Andrzejewski. He's down to the five, touchdown Pirates. Tanner Andrzejewski breaks free from the backfield and rumbles in from the 31-yard line and in for the 31-yard scamper at the Pirates. Tack on a few more points. Nice run there by Harbor Beach and Tanner Andrzejewski showing some speed and explosiveness as he gets the ball. He's got a huge hole to run through, and he absolutely turns on the Jets untouched all the way into the end zone and another score for the Harbor Beach Pirate offense. 48-12. 31-yard run. Dylan Arns hands it off to number 11. That would be Andrew Caban. He's in for the two-point conversion. It's now 50-12. to 12. 50-12 with 7.35 left in the fourth quarter. We'll stick with you here because, frankly, we're, we're out of commercials. <laughs> That's good. That means we did our job. Right? Yes. 
We can go home now. Impressive, impressive series there, though, by the Higher Beach offense. Uh, well executed by Dylan Irons. One hiccup there, which he was able to pick up and turn into a positive game and see some of the young guys get in there and turn in, turn one into a big run for number 17, Tanner Andrzejewski, for the Harbor Beach Pirates as they will kick it off here shortly to back to the Bad X Hatchets. 7.35 left here in the fourth quarter. Bad X will be receiving the kick as it caps off a... Four-play, 43-yard drive, and took just a minute six off the clock. Our reach has now had the ball for just over 20, 19 minutes in this ballgame. Yeah, when it comes down to time of possession, it has been almost dead even in this game. 50-12. to 38-point lead for the Pirates. As it stands right now, Paul P. Adams could be going home with his first media round table uh, victory of the season. He took Paul. He, Paul took Hover Beach 44 to eight by 36 points. That was the over tonight. Everyone else below that. No comment. No comment. Kendall Anthes and Dave Hanson each with one victory so far this season. Suddenly, you know, Paul is going to take the media round table very seriously. If he pulls out the victory tonight. The kick from the second best haircut on this team. That would be Luke Bisher, and it comes in at the seven-yard line. A.J. Fritz breaks out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles, and he's brought down by a shoestring at the 38-yard line by Tanner Andrzejewski, the man who just broke out for a 31-yard run. Brandon score brings him down, and Badax will start out on offense from their own 39-yard line. And it's a good thing he made that tackle. If not, A.J. Fritch had a lot of running room up that left sideline. Nice return there by him, and this drive will start at their own 39-yard line. Seven minutes and counting. It's a running clock situation here with a 38-point differential above the 35-point threshold that's required for a running clock. So it'll stop with injuries, timeouts, and scores. Otherwise, clock will continue to roll. Receiver wide to the right. That would be number 12, Julian Dubes. Everyone else singling inside. And it's a direct snap to Andrews. Reverses direction in the backfield. And he's going to be brought down in the backfield as well by Seth Nowiski, defensive end, 6'1", 185-pound senior for a loss of two on the play back at the 37-yard line. That play is supposed to go to the right. It was sealed off by the defensive end of Harbor Beach, and when Andrich reverse fields, he reverse fields right into the arms of Seth Nowiski, who brings him down in the backfield for a loss on the play. Loss of two, second down and 12, now from the 36. Sorry, the spot. That's a loss of three on the play, actually. Setting her two receivers wide each way, Andrich and Pulaski. No, that's actually Grady Seltz at quarterback now. Looking to throw. Throws to the near sideline. It's brought in by Logan Miles of the 43-yard line and dropped immediately by Dylan Arntz. Logan Miles brings in another reception tonight. That is his fourth reception this evening for 43 yards and a score. 543 left here in the fourth quarter. And Grady Seltz, a junior, uh, as of right now, the heir apparent to the uh, quarterback spot next year, and this is a, a perfect scenario. Your team could use a jump start, a little motivation here to end this game. Why not... Uh, 
give give Grady Seltz a little motivation here and give him a chance, and, and he makes a nice throw on his first opportunity on this series. Five and a half and counting here in the fourth. 50 to 12, Harbor Beach leading Bad Axe. In Bad Axe, the Hatchets left right across your radio coming out in the spread formation. Grady Seltz now at quarterback for the Hatchets. Stays in the pocket, throws immediately on a slant. This one hits the hands of Julian Dubes and falls incomplete in deep inside Harbor territory at about the 37-yard line. Falls incomplete, stops, but does not stop the clock, but is a fourth and four now from their own 45. That was an excellent throw, boys. Yeah. That was uh, right on the money. Julian Dubes has got to haul that down. If Julian Dubes doesn't deflect that ball with his hands, it's going to hit him right in the face mask. And uh, I know that ball had a little heat on it, but you got to catch that ball. It is well thrown into traffic. And that's uh, a play that Julian Dubes is going to want back. So Grady Seltz, junior, starting safety, and second-string quarterback in the shotgun with the spread offense. Looking through, has a man, and it's intercepted by Dustin Emmerich for his second interception of the night, and he might very well... Take this one all the way down to about the 33-yard line as for a moment there. It looked like he could take it to the house. And the Harvey offense runs back onto the field and starts this drive at the Banex 32-yard line. Yeah, and that one was uh, telegraphed a little too much there by the young quarterback. He stares down his receiver, throws it right into the arms of Dustin Emmerich. Uh, he knows where Logan Miles is supposed to be, but Emmerich is in an even better spot to snag that football out of the air, and he turns it up into instant offense down inside the 33, down to the 32-yard line of the Hatchets as uh, with three and a half minutes to go, the Harbor Beach offense come back on the field. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Bad snap from Dylan Hartz into the hands of Tanner Andrzejewski, and he has to jump on it at the backfield back of the 36-yard line. And mark him out at the 35 for a loss of three in the play, second down and 13. Yeah, good handoff, just bobbled, and the running back has to just dive and cover it up, nowhere to go. Uh, we got to hang on to that football, not worry about the defender. Covers it up for a loss of three. And Dylan Arntz on the standoff to Andrzejewski again. Sheds one tackler and gets all the way across the 30 down to about the 24-yard line. Brought down by Nathan Pulaski as well as Graham Seltz on the stop. It's a pickup of nine on the play. Third down, four to go. Another good run there by Andrzejewski, showing again that speed, dragging a couple defenders. Comes up just short of that first down marker, but third down very manageable here as the time rolls under two and a half minutes to go in this game. 50-12, to 12, Harbor Beach leading. Dylan Arntz, backup quarterback, in under center. It's a handoff to number 33. That would be Drew Nickran, sophomore running back. With no JV for Bad X. The entire JV brought up for the game tonight for varsity. It's enough to move the chains from the 26 down to the 22 for a four-yard pickup for the sophomore running back. Yeah, good run there by Nick Rand. Gets just what he asked playing on that left halfback position. He follows the fullback through the gap and gets just enough for a pirate first down. Bad X and Harbor Beach in the waning moments here, less than two to play. Dylan Arns gets the snap, hands it off to number nine, Carson Kramer. He's across, across the 15 and finally brought down to the 14 for an eight-yard pickup. 
tackle made by Ryan Gordon, defensive back for the Bad Axe Hendricks. Second down and two upcoming. Good run there by the fullback, Kramer, right up the middle, grinding out some good yards on first down and continuing to run this clock is the Harbor Beach Pirates. Second down. Another new quarterback in, Clark. That would be Luke Bisher, man with the heck of a foot as well. It's a handoff to number 33, Drew Nickram. He finds himself in the end zone for another score for the Harbor Beach Pirates. A 14-yard scamper for the sophomore running back into the books with a score. It's first on varsity, I do believe. With a minute one remaining in regulation. It's now Harbor Beach 56, Banax 12. Yeah, another nice run by Nick Rand there. The first time he had the carry, he was stuffed after about three or four yards. That time he kicks it just a little bit outside when he gets past the line of scrimmage and goes virtually untouched into the end zone for the sophomore running back. Nice run there by him as Harbor Beach extends their lead. It's cool to see those young guys get out there and make some plays uh, here late in this game. 14-yard run for Nickerand into the end zone. And they're going to bring out the PAT unit once again. The kick from Bisher is up. Does it have the accuracy? Yes, it does. It's through the uprights for the extra point. It's now Harbor Beach 57. Bad Axe 12 with a minute one remaining in regulation. Got to love all the excitement there on that extra point. Those <laughs> guys were absolutely pumped. Bisher knocks that extra point through the uprights. Luke Bisher, a sophomore. I do believe the starting quarterback for the JV. And I would, most certainly the kicker, and he might very well have a, a starting kicking position on varsity pretty quick here as well. As Harbor Reach now leads by 45 points, 57 to 12. It's been a good showing. They they really, the Harbor Beach defense gave up one big play on the very first drive of this game, but after that, they sealed up the cracks well. Defense didn't allow much at all, and on the offensive side, Harbor Beach discovered that running game. 354 yards on the ground. Uh, much to our surprise, just three yards passing today. Didn't need it, uh, but they will need it in the future, so I'm sure it'll be a a focal point of what they work on this coming week, but it, for them, they have to be extremely excited. Be averaging over nine yards of carry on the ground. So Luke Bisher, man who just made the PAT a moment ago, is ready to kick things off for the Pirates here in the waning moments of the fourth quarter. A 45-point lead in tow for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Deep back for the Hatchets would be A.J. Fritz at the 14-yard line, brings that one in. Cuts to the middle of the field, reverses directions, and breaks out of one tackle, breaks out of two tackles, breaks out of three tackles, and is finally brought down at the 27-yard line by Matt Geiger, sophomore tight end, starting tight end. And so we first and 10 as the clock starts back up here with 30 seconds left. Might see just very well one more play here from the Bad Axe Hatchets. I would agree. I was just going to say the same thing. I think they're going to get lined up and have time for just one more play here for Bad Axe on offense. Cassidy Blanks 
Caro 50 nothing in Cass City tonight. Ten seconds left, and Vanex looks like they're just going to let this one run out. And that is your final. Harbor Beach with a commanding victory. After trailing 6 nothing to Banax, the Pirates rattle off 36 straight points to take a 30-point lead into the third quarter and then tack on even more beyond that to win 57-12 over the Banax Engines in week number three. And the Pirates improve to 3-0 and and now have their size set on their division foe and foe in a lot of things up to 18 years old. The Backyard Brawl up next week. You're listening to the WLW Sports Channel. We'll wrap this whole thing up in about three minutes right here on Sports Radio 1021. Final score from Harbor Beach, Michigan. Harbor Beach 57, Bad Axe 12, and week number three of the regular season. Dave Hansen, take a deep breath. Make sure your, your blood sugar is up. And uh, let's hear all these scoring plays from an offensive field evening from Harbor Beach. It started with the road team, Clark. Bad Axe Hatchet score first on a Logan Miles one-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion was no good. Later in the first quarter, though, Harbor Beach would respond with a Caden Buchholz one-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion is good, and at the end of the first quarter, Harbor Beach would lead 8-6. to six. In the second quarter, all Harbor Beach. Benson Harper escapes on a 63-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion is good. And later in the second quarter, Rogan Messing's turn to score a touchdown, this time from three yards away. The two-point conversion pass to Benson Harper is good, and that would be your halftime score, 24 to six in the third quarter more harbor beach this time caden buchholz hits emrick on a 19 yard touchdown two-point conversion would fail uh next later in the third quarter this time rogan messing would find the end zone again on a 10-yard touchdown run the extra point opportunity would fail and uh before the third quarter would end we have more to go as just before the third quarter expires Andrich hits Miles on a 19-yard touchdown run, and as the third quarter is ending, they kick off, and Benson Harper takes the kickoff back immediately, 83 yards to the house. The two-point conversion would fail, and at the end of the third quarter, Harbor Beach would lead 42-12. In the fourth quarter, two more Harbor Beach scores, Andreski. Andrzejewski on a 17-yard touchdown run, and Drew Nickrand also tacks in a 14-yard touchdown run, and Luke Bisher would tack on the extra point on that last touchdown. Ring the bell. And Harbor Beach would win, running away 57-12. to I think I speak for a lot of people, Dave, tonight. I did not expect to see a 45-point victory in favor of the Harbor Beach Fires tonight. No, we knew both teams were very young. They were both settling into their roles, but... Um, 
the Harbor Beach Pirates were definitely favored in this game. It was on their home turf right here on the East Coast, and uh, it's one of those things where Harbor Beach, when they, and that second drive, when they discovered they could run that read option and just run and attack the Bad Axe defense, uh, they just exposed it for what it was, and Harbor Beach sealed the cracks on defense. They didn't allow Logan Miles to beat them like he did before. Uh, Alex Andrich had negative yards rushing on the night seven carries negative nine yards so they they completely up front shut down what bad x wanted to do offensively took them out of the rhythm took them out of their game plan and uh the secondary uh which is probably just as impressive those linebackers create havoc in the backfield and out there on an island that secondary were ball hawks tonight taking away a couple interceptions so this defense is starting to sink and play well they're going to have to do an even better job of stopping the run next week Harbor Beach ended up with 357 yards of offense on 44 plays, averaging 8.1 per play tonight. 354 of those 357 came on the rushing attack on 39 carries for seven scores and averaged 9.1 yards per carry with a 63-yard long from Benson Harper. Speaking of Benson Harper, he had seven carries for 112 yards and a score. On quite the night for him, he averaged 16 yards per carry, carried the ball just 18% of the time because Rogan Messing actually was the larger, largest tote carrier for the Pirates tonight at 26 points, 10 carries for 64 yards. Dustin Emmerich, two carries for 34 yards and a score. Andrew Caban, three carries for 30 yards and a score as well. As Dave Hansen impressive numbers here from the Harbor Beach rushing attack tonight. Yeah, and I think that has got to be the, the biggest point we've made because it's been years since we've said that Harbor Beach rushing attack is something you need to be aware of. They've been known for the passing game, the high-flying game, and uh, the big plays. And what they've done is they've used that, that best receiver, Benson Harper, put him in the backfield, and he blows the top off defenses. He's the guy you have to keep an eye on. But it's who's going to work off of him. And Caden Buchholz is going to keep some for himself. But the Rogan Messings of the world, the Cabans of the world, these guys made had some important carries. It may only be five or six carries, but when you can average five-plus yards per carry, you're going to be successful against a lot of teams. And Caden Buchholz today didn't need to air it out at all. He did have the one play-action touchdown pass uh, there in the third quarter, but otherwise, the rushing attack was impressive from all angles, from all different formations. It didn't seem to matter. And there's one thing there that creates that and makes sure that happened from all those different scenarios, and that's the offensive line. They synced well together, the communication was good, and they created a lot of holes to run through. And so we take a look at the passing game. Caden Buchholz, three completions on six attempts for 22 yards and a score. And altogether, Matt Geiger with two receptions for 16 yards and a score. No, that's Dustin Emmerich. Dustin Emmerich, excuse me, with the score. And Andrew Caban, one reception for six yards. Yeah, just just the three completions. They were two screen passes early. Um really didn't go anywhere that drive stalled out and it was the second drive where they discovered they could run it all day long and uh they didn't really attempt to pass until about third quarter when uh when dustin emmerich uh got was wide open in the back corner of the end zone and kate buchholz didn't miss him so keep in mind that the hard beach didn't need the passing game today but that passing game is going to be a major factor in their success moving forward as the season goes on 
For the Bad Axe offense, 160 yards on the ground on 30 carries and one score through the air, 5 of 18 for 56 yards and two interceptions, one touchdown altogether. Logan Miles carrying the ball 11 times, 112 yards and a score, averaged 10 yards per carry. Nathan Pulaski, 12 carries for 57 yards, and Alex Andrich won seven carries for a loss of nine altogether, including the sacks and tackles for a loss. Through the air, Andrich was four for 14 for one score and one interception for 48 yards. Greedy Seltz, one completion and four attempts for eight yards with one interception. Logan Miles, four receptions for 43 yards and a score. A.J. Fritz, two receptions, 14 yards. Graham Seltz, one reception for 11 yards. I mean, outside of that long run by Logan Miles, again, uh, let me circle back. I thought Logan Miles played a really nice game. Um, he, he caught four passes, leading the way on the receiving side. Uh, he was by far their leading rusher. Uh, I liked the explosiveness that he brought to the offense, and that was part of what we talked about before the game started. They would have to find ways to get other guys involved. And uh, he was definitely their playmaker tonight because there was no running game for Pulaski and even less for Andrich today. So the, a good job by Badex to find a, find more playmakers, but they still need more. That defense got shredded on the ground. Um, they, they're going to play the ugly Bearcats pretty soon. They are going to attack you right up the middle. You're going to have to seal up those cracks in the middle. A.J. Fritch can't tackle everybody. He tries to. He's by far the leading tackler in this game, but he needs some help, and it's up front. They have to seal those cracks up. On defense, Maddox with 34 tackles, four tackles for a loss. However, reached 41 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and two interceptions the night. Shea Woodkey and Seth Nowiski each with six tackles, including one tackle for a loss for each. Rogan Messing, Caden Buchholz each with four. A.J. Fritz for the Bad Axe defense. 12 tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Nathan Plasky at five. Charlie Hollingsworth and Cal Isinger each at three. Isinger had one tackle for a loss as well. Yeah, like I said, Bad Axe, A.J. Fritz, he's going to lead them in tackles every single night. He's, uh, he's the perfect guy to play in that linebacker spot, and he is all over the field. He's an excellent defender. And uh, they may have found a little something in the passing game. He caught a couple passes there in the fourth quarter. He might be a guy that they start working into the passing game later on, but uh, – yeah, the story is all hard beach tonight in that running game. The defense made the adjustments early and quickly and dominated the rest of the game, but that uh, hard beach running game, we've been wondering where they've been the last few years. This was a good sign uh, leading up to their opponent next week. So, Dave Hansen, who's your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game? It's Benson Harper. I mean, uh, unquestioned. He just blows the top off of defense. He doesn't need many touches, and uh, he's a guy that you can play chess with. This is a guy that you can line him up outside, and if it's one-on-one -on -one coverage, you can change whatever you're doing and throw it at him at any time. We thought on the two-point conversion, it was one-on-one. -on -one. There was no there was no skill there for Caden Buchholz. It was throw it high, lob it in the corner, and let your guy go get it and that's what happens you saw it on a kick return you kick it to him it could be game over very quickly and about eight seconds later he's 83 yards and a touchdown the other direction completely taking the wind out of the sails it's benson harper and his explosiveness today yeah, it was 16 seconds from the start of the kick but we're splitting hairs at that point so benson harper your thompson chevrolet player of the game I think it's like eight seconds to get all the way to <laughs> yeah, him right? that's true i think i'm pretty close benson harper <laughs> seven carries for 112 yards and a score as well as did one. i say he's fast he's fast he's fast you know one return for 83 yards you said that already name that movie never mind <sighs> friday night lights oh you know, come on i did know that so that wraps things up from week number three. Now we shift our attention to week number four. We'll stay in the greater them east with the good old backyard brawl between the ugly Bearcats hosting the Harbor Beach Pirates. Looking forward to that. Uh, like I said, this, uh, this game gives me some confidence that Harbor Beach can hang with that Bearcat team. Uh, obviously, I say this every year, you're the best until beaten. So you're going over to Ugly's territory. 
Uh, they're the team to beat still in this in this division in this conference, and uh, we'll see if Harbor Beach is the first team that can hang with them and give them a run for their money. Looking forward to it. We'll be on air Friday, September 15th, Harbor Beach at Ubley. Congratulations to Paul P. Adams, who took the media roundtable victory for the evening. Now it's Kendall Anthes, Dave Hanson, and Paul P. Adams, each with one. Dave Hanson, any final thoughts here from, from Harbor Beach, Michigan, as he took off his headset in disgust? Uh, way to ruin the moment. There, I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Paul did make a good pick. I don't think any of us here thought Harbor Beach's offense would uh, would run the ball as well as they did and put up as many points as they did. But uh, it was an excellent game. Uh, the field was in great shape. This, uh, this Harbor Beach team, though, is a team to look out for. I think they're still a year ahead of where they need to be or where they expect to be. But as these young sophomores grow, uh, they have certainly looked the part and uh, – if they can keep their head together and work together next week, I'm hoping we're going to see a, a heck of a brawl next week. That's the backyard brawl. Love it. We'll see you. Thanks. Great job tonight, Dave. Tonight's game broadcast was being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, Dia Services of Cass City, Kodak Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rainy Sunny Center, North Star Bank, Countryside Transportation, here on Auto Parts, Thumb Bank and Trust, Harbor Reach True Value, Albert Insurance Agency of Port Hope and Harbor Reach. Harbor Beach Community Schools, Bayport State Bank, McVeigh Insurance Agency, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here tonight, our intern and social media manager, Kendall Anthus, Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole, doing a great job. He was busy tonight, that is for sure, going all the way over the place. 31 total drives tonight. A best spotter in the business, Dan Benke, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis with his 200th broadcast tonight part of the WLW Sports Network, and I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game, and call. we'll see you from Ubley, Michigan, next Friday for the Backyard Brawl. Good night, folks. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network. I'm being joined right now by Dr. Suda Domini, our new pediatrician at Sure Primary Care Pigeon. So Dr. Domini, what inspired you to go into pediatrics? I always like to be a person who can help others and I wanted to do something different so that the experience is easier for children, like what goes on when a doctor's visit and it's not always a terrifying experience. It's like a big experience for new parents when they have like a new baby, you know, not knowing what to do, like what to expect, a whole new experience when something is in your hand and like everything depends on them. So I want to make sure the parents understand it. You can learn every day what is normal development, what to watch for. I want to make a greater experience and enjoy every moment of their child's life and if there's anything abnormal they can bring it to my attention so that the child can have a healthy life. Dr. Domedy has seen pediatric patients from newborn to 18 years old at Sure Primary Care in Pigeon on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Make your appointment today by calling 989-453-2141 or by going to sure.org to learn more.